This episode of Off My Shelf contains coarse language and adult conversation. Listener discretion is advised. My name is Trace James and welcome to Off My Shelf, a podcast about movies that are, well, off my shelf, where we go through my DVDs and talk about the movies in my collection. In this episode, I have three guests, Alex Cook, Jessica Lutzer, and Tim McGlennon, who are here to talk about the three-year epic that really only takes 13 months, Lord of the Rings. Welcome. Hello. Hi. I, um, I, love, I love that you you said that it really only takes 13 months because that was like one of my most recent notes. <laughs> was it? Yeah. Um, yeah. So so like they're, they're getting home to the Shire and it's just like, and so we returned to the Shire 13 months after Gandalf set us out on our adventure. Yeah. I was like, wow, really? I thought it I, was- I thought it was not just because of the length of the movies, but because of the stuff that happens and they're walking everywhere, I was like, no, 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 that gotta ha- that has to take much longer than that. Like it's it's gotta be more than that. Come on, really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, in the movies, it's so funny because uh, so we were Alex were talking last night that between Bilbo's birthday and Gandalf coming back, it was 17 or 16 years in the books. Mm-hmm. And so there's no mention of that. It's just like Gandalf went away for the weekend and he's back and (laughs) you have to go on this massive adventure. And it's like, wait, Frodo's now in his fifties and you know, it's, it's, it's It's interesting. Nobody looks any older. No, 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 no. Elijah Wood is adorable. I have a weird soft spot for Elijah Wood. So as soon as he's on screen, I'm like, um, I loved him in the faculty. (laughs) <laughs> he was great in the faculty. Um, also, he weird, still hasn't aged. Yeah, he no. still hasn't aged. He. The oh, weird John. thing is, is because he's got these like um, excessively sized features on his face, especially his eyes that look like a doll. So when he was young, it was very cute. But now that he's older, he's getting creepier and creepier looking, but not in an uncomfortable way, but more <laughs> than a like, what's up with that? You know, like that kind of, <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, because I watched him in, um, uh, what's the last movie? Come to Daddy, which is just a fucking roller coaster of a movie. Oh, yeah. And, uh, but he's yeah, like this like it. modern hipster and he's got like stubble and this weird mustache. And it's just so weird to look at. But also at the same time, you're just like, oh, it's Elijah. <laughs> it's great. He sort of looks like a normal adult now and it's weird. Yes. Yes. Like he no longer looks like a weird otherworldly creature because he's not like 20 anymore. So mm-hmm. yeah, now he's what he's like, it took him 40 years to look like an adult. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. He's yeah. aging well, at least. Yeah. Um, I also want to say on Lord of the Rings alone, I have officially spent 31 hours and 59 minutes on this trilogy and I'm upset about it. I don't want to do it again. <laughs> um, and wait, wait, wait. Did, did you watch the the standard edition as well as the extended edition? Yeah, as this well is... as the standard version on DVD as well as the standard version on Blu-ray. So no, okay. So 
I am talking about originally. I saw these movies, each oh. one in the movie theater, the standard yeah. edition, right? Mm-hmm. And then I was talked into getting the extended editions on DVD. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it because this has been around for a long time. People love it. And I'm trying to understand this love, okay? And maybe, you know, sometimes the director's cuts, they just put in that little extra and you're just like, I get it now, you know? And then I watched the extended editions. Waste of my goddamn time. And then I put it on a shelf and then I started a stupid fucking podcast and now I had to watch it again for another 11 hours and 21 minutes and I am livid. Thank you very much. (laughs) That's it. Well, I don't think you're going to find any sympathy here. As a person who owns two sets of the extended edition on DVD. <laughs> I, yeah. Plus, we watched it last summer and we, we did all the Hobbit movies as well. So it's like, yeah. we were like, oh, we should. Do we need to watch it again? But we're going to because we, we enjoy them. Yes. Also, we just rewatched them and neither of us can remember a single name of any person or place they encounter. So, like, sorry in advance about that. They just keep I, I used to know it cold. And then now I'm just like, um, you know, the guy with the hair. Uh, <laughs> yes. Mm. yes. Okay. I, I admire I your dedication to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for admiring it. I said I would do it. So I did it. And to be honest, I was really hoping. I'm like, no, it's been almost 20 years since I've watched these. Maybe, maybe I'll like them more. I'll be like, you know what? These actually aren't that bad. I can't. (laughs) It's almost 20 years. I'm so sad that you said that. Thanks, Tracy. You made me feel confront that again. I was a full-formed adult already when these movies came out, and that was 20 years ago. And yeah. It hurts my heart. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ugh. I look at world like, like them. Yeah, they're look, I, I must admit, I watched Fellowship of the Ring, and I was like, actually, that wasn't too bad. And Fellowship then some good points. Like it, it hits good Fellowship hits good story beats. Yes. Yeah, and like there's a, a good movement in the story. Like there's there's a purpose, there's an urgency, something's happening. Yeah. And then I started watching Two Towers and I was like, oh, this is where it goes. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> That's my favorite That's episode. My favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was like, you try, like my original, it, it went for me literally like one, two, and three were my favorites. And then this like last two watches, I was like, actually, I think. I think I like the second one just a bit better than the first one. And I have a love-hate relationship with the third one because it goes on forever. But the third one is like three movies. (laughs) Like, (laughs) to be fair. Yeah. 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 I've always loved the second one the most. But So that's interesting. (laughs) The second book in my mind was always the worst because nothing happened. (laughs) That's true. I'm nodding. I'm doing a lot of nodding. I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. Uh, Well, I mean, everything that happens in the second part is like, if you're watching it visually, it's incredible. If you're reading about it, maybe less. Hmm. Right? Like, not that Tolkien doesn't, you know, do a good job with battle scenes and all that, but like, it's just, it's never going to be as impressive as actually watching it happen. Whereas, you know, there's more plot and character development in the others that, that translates better on the page. Yeah, there's also, uh, in, in my memory, granted it has been like probably 30 years, maybe not that, but like 25 years since I last read the books. 
And yeah, it in my memory, that one has a lot of Frodo and Sam just walking through Mordor. Um, so it's a lot slower too. <laughs> Hobbits are very small. They do not walk very fast. <laughs> True. Yeah. And to be like, for me, actually, I find the stuff with Frodo and Sam to be the most boring <laughs> throughout everything. Like I enjoyed what the other Hobbits went through and stuff like that. So yeah, because they're, I think in the second the book, other, the other Hobbits had adventures. Frodo and Sam had a slog. <laughs> like, um, I do have to say, I hate Pippin and Mary. I hate them. <laughs> um, Frodo mm. and Sam. Sam's always like, Mr. Frodo. And Frodo's like, get away. And he's like, but Mr. Frodo. And he's like, I love you, Sam. And then they continue walking. And I'm just like, can we get more something <laughs> else happening here? And yeah, that's beginning to end. That's it. I don't know. It's it's my burden. But Mr. Frodo, I love you, Sam. I'm sorry. It just, I, it's an abusive relationship. That's all it is. <laughs> I'm sure there have been papers written on how it mirrors relationships with people suffering addiction issues and all kinds of whatever. But yeah, when you're just watching it on the screen without looking at that layer, it is a little bit ridiculous. Also, Gollum is so visibly, obviously evil and disturbed. Yeah. And Frodo's like, oh, I'm sure it's fine. Like, no, but isn't that why Frodo was really chosen to take the ring? Because so soft-hearted that he's like no he's redeemable and i'm like dude evil creatures he didn't spend hundreds of years with this ring and it's like his only reason he's not back he's not coming back no yeah also though frodo is just got we kept yelling like oh sam time to get out the back leash because every time he turned his back frodo got into some sort of scrape or other and it was just like no 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 let him walk ahead of you dude yeah keep frodo in front of you (laughs) you're almost doing such a good job but like Always with your eyes on him, please. <laughs> he will wander off like a toddler into traffic. Like, <laughs> um, I don't have a favorite movie in these trilogy. Tim, what's your favorite movie in this trilogy? I think I is probably Fellowship, just because it it does move along. Um, there are some really good aspects that I like in the Two Towers, and obviously all of the massive massive scale fights that are happening in the return of the king are really awesome yeah but there's just there's so much happening in the return of the king that we're we're jumping around between different things and it's just like okay this battle's done let's look at frodo and sam for a couple minutes and then it's like oh great there's another battle happening and it's just like maybe we could we could like compress these battles down a little bit maybe or like little little more time between them or something. So that that really irks me about Return of the King. So I think I think I gotta go with Fellowship. That makes sense. Hmm. Yeah, I have no retort. As I said, I don't care about any of these movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So basically, your favorite is the shortest of them. Yes, essentially. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because you know, no, li- literally yesterday I watched Return of the King. I started watching. It was still, I, I work from home. It was still during my work day. And I was like, look, I can't wait until after work to watch this because damn. Okay. I put this on at 4.30 PM. It was yeah. quarter to nine before I could be like, I'm finally done. And that is ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. And also like Return of the King could have finished at least, at least half an hour earlier than it did. 
And there were also several scenes in the movie that were way too long that could have been cut. That would have been another like 25 minutes. Okay. That's so what happened in the original edition. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Just so unnecessary. So unnecessary. I'm going to get so yeah. much hate mail for this episode because I'm just like, fuck it all. I don't care if this is Peter Jackson's opus. Sure, it's real pretty. Um, it made Ian McKellen cry because he was talking to green screen all the time and it frustrated him. But oh. whatever. No. Yeah. Good. I mean, so I obviously love these movies and I was like deeply obsessed with them back in the day. And I've read the trilogy a bunch of times and whatever. So like, I, you know, you and I hail from opposite perspectives on this to start and I never really understood I was like I get I sort of got why people wouldn't care for them but not really because I love them so much and then we watched the Hobbit movies last year (laughs) yeah now even as a person who was obsessed with the Lord of the Rings movies I didn't watch the Hobbit movies when they came out because I was like why the hell did you need to make three movies like this is a cash grab and it's going to be a disaster and I was not wrong in that assessment, but I remember like I only got in about like half an hour into the first Hobbit movie and I was just sitting there with my hand over my face like, oh, this is why people hate Lord of the Rings movies. Like um, the first half an hour in that movie, they're still in Bilbo's hut singing songs, having dinner. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Okay. <laughs> I am sorry. I, no. see, I seem to be swearing a lot today because apparently this is like bubbled You're up some issues. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is. So but yeah, that sorry. was what it took for me to understand why somebody might not like the Lord of the Rings trilogy is trying to watch The Hobbit and being like, "Oh, fucking get a move on already." So yeah. I, my sympathies. I I still love the original movies, but I sort of understand why you would be like, "Oh, this is tiresome." Like. There were a few points in The Hobbit where I was just like, am I expected to care about this? Like, give me a break. No, move on. (laughs) So. I I feel like The Hobbit may have been too short for a single movie. So I think two movies would have worked out okay for it. Three was absolutely too much. It was 100% a studio cash grab. And like, they didn't even try to hide it. And that's like not a good way to make a film if you want it to be a good movie that people respect. Yeah. Yeah. The pacing was completely off because, yeah, they didn't have enough story for three full films. And yet, somehow, I also never figured out what the names of all the characters were. And like, I mean, I know I just said that they all. There's like nine dwarves. There's like nine dwarves right in the first, like, first two, three scenes. Yeah. And they're all named the same. Yeah. So, yeah. I, don't, I, don't I never at all for that. <laughs> yeah, no, I never got them all straight. And like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not. But I find even in these movies, like the names are way too similar and stuff. There's like, there's, what is it? Saruman and Sauron. And then there's like Erwin and Arwin. And you're just like, make the names actually sound different so people can like pick them out. Because sometimes I was just like, who is he talking about? Isn't that the guy in battle? Oh no, it's the, the elf princess or whatever. I was like, wait, what? What are we? What are we talking about? It's well, just, I think some of that is because, like, on the page they're very different, so it's actually like when you're reading it, that's not an issue particularly. I think like Tolkien wasn't thinking about film adaptations when he was busy nerding out, writing new languages, and then hanging a story on them to justify it. <laughs> so, <laughs> which. No hate. I admire that about him tremendously because it's a hilarious life's work to have produced. But um, but yeah, no, that's that's an adaptation issue, I think, because yeah, yeah like, I have such Arwen a and Eowyn look very different on the page. So. Which is that the, the blonde and the elf, like the elf 
And then that's the human. Yeah. Liv Tyler and Miranda Otto. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. I just can't with some of them. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Sorry, Miranda, she's the blonde one. Yeah, she's AON. She's the- Why is that character so thirsty? Why is she so thirsty? Every man she sees, she's like, she makes icon. She's like, I love him. I love him. This is love. I mean, because she lives in an isolated kingdom where most of the men are riders who are gone all the time. And when they're back, they A, look like her brother and B, are, smell like horses. So, like, when some fresh blood shows up, I do not blame her. Also, like, to be fair, the two guys that she thirsts over, both fetching lads. I must have you know. Beagle Morrison when he's got his hair all, like... I'm sorry, Tim, this is happening. Uh, when he's got his hair over his face and it's all like sweaty and stuff and like walks in and he's like, I'm on, I have a purpose. I'm angry. And I was like, damn, I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I understand this. Like, oh, 87 years old. Yes, let me cr- climb it. Like, it's like, yeah. no, girl. That seems no. legit. Well, to be fair, she also might end up married off to some like, you know, much yes. less good looking 75 year old in a neighboring kingdom. So like, get it, girl. <laughs> if you can hook that up. She does marry the the other dude. She marries Faramir eventually. So that's Boromir's brother. Yeah. Who can I just say, like, they were very well cast, those two. Because they they actually look, I'm like, yeah, they could be siblings. Like they look they look kind of related. Yeah. Kind of related. Yeah. So that's good casting. I don't know. I heard that man's father. I don't know why this annoys me, but their father is not old enough to be their father. And I thought Peter Jackson did such a wonderful job, whoever cast this whole thing. And that man is only 10 years older than Boromir. And I'm like, why, why you little weasel are you their father? And I don't know why, I don't yeah. know why this is like a massive pet peeve of justice. It's, I, I don't know why. Like look it up, but yeah. His face is too young just because he has salt and pepper hair. It's like, dude is not your father like i'm sorry there is yeah. a lie there <laughs> i thought he looked old enough but i don't know when he's popping out kids or where his wife is or whoever never occurred to me until jess started <laughs> fussing about it and then i looked it up and it was like oh yeah he's 11 years older than sean bean that's like <laughs> that's a bit iffy don't ask why <laughs> this is the one thing i'm like everyone else was cast perfectly and this man no <laughs> it just bothers me i don't know why he did rock that furry robe, though. He I did. sort of, I admire his fashion sense. I kind of want one of those for spawning around my house. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try not to set anything on fire. <laughs> yeah. I just want to say, I've been really into watching Elementary lately, only because it's on TV right after um, they show Star Trek on TV every day. So I watch Star Trek. It comes on after. Anyways, mm-hmm. um, but he plays Sherlock's father. And I was like, oh, my God. It's Sean's father. And I was like, wait, no, this came out first. So what's his name? <laughs> so when I watch elementary, I should be like, oh no, it's this guy. And, but I forget already. It's fine. Denethor, I think. Yeah. yeah. They, they, they only ever really say his name after he dies. Yeah. And like twice. Yeah. They keep saying something about the, he's not the king. He's like the chancellor, but they don't actually like say his name yeah he's the steward of gondor he's the steward of gondor but it's not yeah he's just keeping the seat warm for aragorn sorry what i think is weird is that if the king the king's line has been broken for whoever many years why keep a steward why wouldn't they just crown somebody if they everybody thought there'd never be a king i think it's because they knew they were maybe waiting for yeah. him to. There was like a prophecy or whatever. That's why they have the like. That's why Elrond still has the sword, right? The pieces. Where the, okay, where the fuck do all these prophecies come from? Do they just 
trickle in somewhere like i just i don't you know it has been said for many years once the sword is bound back together the king shall rise who's writing this shit down who is doing this if i had to guess galadriel she seems to have her finger on the pulse of everything that's going on but i honestly don't know (laughs) it's the witch elf i'm just saying like (laughs) kate blanchett yeah. yeah. Okay. I was about to ask him, like, I don't know which one that is. Who is that? Yeah. yeah she's like the spooky one who speaks to people in their mind, yeah. like a fucking weirdo. She's so beautiful and she's so beautiful for this role, like beautifully cast, beautifully dressed. She looks amazing. And then they do that, that weird, like, I don't know what effect they use when she's scaring people when she's talking. And it's just like, what yeah. have you done to her? Why do we have to look at this? She's like, couldn't she be? pretty and scary i don't know i hate it like, oh wait the one where she like sort of turns into like a, a skeleton ghost type thing yeah like her eyes are weird yeah like she yeah. i mean i guess they're trying to show whatever that the ring she carries like has a toll but also i hate the aesthetic of those scenes and every time i see them i'm just like Ugh, why <laughs> so that's one of my pet peeves that i just recalled <laughs> there is like some knowledge that like comes from the West as well. I seem to recall being mentioned. Um, Cause like, like the elves, the elves and like uh, the Northern folk, I think are originally from the West. Uh, and so like, they have like past knowledge or something. So maybe like one of them has like knowledge of the future about like reforging the sword and that sort of thing. That's another possibility. Okay. I have a question then. Um, does this mean you've read more than just The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings? Like you've read like all of the other books that tell the tales of the lands and stuff? Like like, Silmarillion and things? I've like flipped through the Silmarillion like years ago. Um, Mm -hmm. But I I haven't like thoroughly researched anything. Oh no, it's not about researching. It's about reading the the books. But um, um, reading the Silmarillion basically is research. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, is, it written, not- is it written like a textbook or, or like the Bible? Like when Steve begot Bob and they yeah, begot I'm, this. I'm pretty sure half of it is, and- is appendices of family trees. I'm oh, pretty yeah. sure. <laughs> I tried. I tried really hard and I couldn't do it. <laughs> I honestly, I've only tried to read The Hobbit once and I was in my teens and I got to like page 10 and I was yelling at my brother. I was like, I thought there was a dragon in this. And then I put it down. Um <laughs> I haven't picked it up since. And then I, I watched the Lord of the Rings movies instead of reading the books. And I am never going to read the books because if this is what it's in the books, I don't want any part of it. Yeah. Um, no, so yeah. You. I remember, I remember the first time I learned about the Hobbit in the Lord of the Rings was my mom was driving us to the library and there was some radio station that was doing audiobooks effectively like they had somebody reading the hobbit and they were they were like at the point where bilbo's talking with smog and i was like oh this is kind of cool and it was like i was too young at this point to like understand the hobbit or anything like that so but like that was i remember that was my first introduction to it and my mom was like oh yeah you know we've got this book at home whatever like you can read it later or something. Um, I think that was like grade six. No, grade six is when I first read it. Mm-hmm. But like that, like for some reason, like hearing that like audiobook on the radio 
is just seared into my brain for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, my introduction to the series was actually in school. Um, it was elementary, maybe it was like grade six, grade seven. And it was one of those days where my teacher clearly just didn't want to teach anything. Um, and they put on, you know, the 70s animated Hobbit movie that's like an hour and a half or whatever. It's the whole thing in like an mm-hmm. hour and 25 minutes. I don't yeah. understand why Peter Jackson didn't do that. But anyways, <laughs> uh, he put it on. He put it on in school and we sat there and watched it. And I was like, oh, the Hobbits are cute. That wasn't bad. And then I completely forgot about it for the rest of my life <laughs> until um, later on when I tried to read the book. And then these came out. And then I was like, oh, yeah, there's that cartoon. And then Leonard Nimoy sang that song about Bilbo Baggins and blah, blah, blah. And then it all came coming back. Like, yeah, that's all it was. Yeah. yeah. Everything comes back to Star Trek. I'm really sorry. It just <laughs> happens that way. I don't do it on purpose. It just yeah, happens. It's fine. Yeah, we know this yeah. about you. Well, are there any actors in this trilogy that are also in a Star Trek? Oh, Carl Urban. That was yes. a dumb question. Yes. Carl are there Urban. any others that are less <laughs> obvious? Honestly, I don't think I paid enough attention to the movies. Oh, Tisk. Oh, wow. Um, look, you I really, invited us to this party, not the other way around. I, I understand. <laughs> I really understand that. But and, you know, the first half of Fellowship of the Ring, I was like sitting there paying attention, you know, just <laughs> leaning for I was like, yes, mm-hmm, taking diligent notes and stuff. And then I was just like this. I'm oh, no, I can't. No, mm-mm, no mm, <laughs> this is not working. And then that was it. That just that's just how it went. I'm sorry. It didn't mean for it to go that way, but that's how it happened. So, so my first note is it took an hour and 45 minutes for somebody to say the title of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) I was so mad. That's actually a later note, but uh, you shall be the fellowship of the ring. Lame is one of my notes. Okay. (laughs) I know my first note, I was like, Sauron was defeated kind of easy. No question mark. That was my, that was my first note. Um, Doesn't he only get defeated in the two towers? No, when they, they're talking about like the origin story of the ring. And oh, right, right, right. Thing, yeah. And where it's like, this guy's just flailing his arm and a sword and his ring, his finger gets cut off. I was like, really? That's just, that's it. Just, yeah. it's done, you know? Yeah, that that is a good point. And I power like the the rings keep people alive artificially, like beyond the span of their life, right? So if you lose the ring, you lose that like superpower. It's so easy, right? No, I I get it, but I mean, if you're like this great omnipotent being, that's like you have this thing that has all of this power. Somebody's you know little sword with flailing because they're like, oh, don't hurt me. You know, that's kind of you know. Like, yeah, you think the, the Avengers were the thought of like just cutting yeah. off Thanos's hand to take the thing, but they couldn't do that because he wow. had the thing and he was so powerful. You can't just cut oh. off his hand. Well, you were saying it was ridiculous that Sauron could be defeated by like a little guy with a sword, but like the whole point of these movies is that a very little guy with not a lot going for him can affect a big change against massive powers. I mean, it's yeah. true because at the end of uh, Return of the King, I felt exactly the same way where. You know, the girl was going to die and like he's got the big dude. And then, you know, Pippin's just like, ah. And then he's like, Ugh, and then she stabs him in the face. I mean, stabbing in the face is a lot more than just like, you know, a little, you know, scratch or whatever. But hey, like, I was- his hamstring, that's a big injury. 
<laughs> Ask it's a basketball true. player. <laughs> it's very true. It's very true. Um, but yeah, I was I was still just like, all right, that's he doesn't seem that tough. Well, it's because she's not a man. That yeah. is true. That just reminded me of uh, Jurassic Park at that point. I was like, hmm, women shall <laughs> rule the world. You know, it's fine. Um, yes. I'm making all kinds of random references because this is what's happening. Cause, <laughs> well, because even there's the scene where they're at um, Bilbo's house and um, Gandalf walks in and they show like down the halls and like because all the halls are like circular and stuff. And I was like, is that the Millennium Falcon? That I don't know. It just popped right into my brain. <laughs> And this, it just kept happening throughout the movies. And I was like, you need to stop Tracy. Like, this is not, this is not working for you. It's fine. <laughs> I'm okay. So, yeah. So the, the thing that bothered me the most about that scene where he's like, ah, why do you slice off my hand? Was that like, his like, his like fingers fall to the ground. And then uh, I forget his name, what, uh, whatever, picks, picks up his finger and like crumbles it to ash. And then the the ring like shrinks down to like human sized because apparently Sauron has like giant sausage fingers. <laughs> um, but it's like, no, yeah, you you slice off his fingers, but he's still standing there with a giant sword over your head. Like, what what happened to Sauron when he's like, it's like, oh no, my fingers, but like also I'm still right here threatening your life. Like, yeah. that, <laughs> no, that's have, what bothered me about that scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because even later on, like the the prince of whoever who's getting the ring, who's gonna put it on and be like Saruman's or or Sauron, is it Sauron's, right? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it, it was the same guy. It's the same guy. Yeah, he doesn't have the ring on. He can still fight people. So if he loses his finger without the ring, yeah, he doesn't have the same quote unquote like power over people or whatever. But he's still like quote-unquote alive so he can still fight you with his other hand or punch you in the face or something and grab it back but he just like falls down he's like i'm ashes now because my my accessories are horrible like i don't you know (laughs) accessories Uh, (laughs) i can't go on without my ring (laughs) the outfit is ruined i must perish yeah Mm -hmm. look if you're doing black from head to toe and you don't have a little bling in there you're doing it wrong i'm just saying Okay. I was up the Yeah. <laughs> um, one thing I do like about these mo- the the movies and the hobbits is the continuous talk about food and eating, which I am <laughs> doing myself right now because I did not I woke up very late today. Um I haven't eaten anything. And I was like, you know what I'm gonna do? I got 45 minutes to get ready for this. I'm gonna make pancakes. Why? Because I'm a psycho. And that's what I did. I made little mini pancakes and I'm sitting here eating like it's 11Zs and I'm yeah. all good to go. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love the hobbits and their many meals. Second and breakfast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love second breakfast. But you know what? The one thing that we, we had commented when they were like going, they were, once they entered Mordor <laughs> and like Sam finally is like, let me get rid of these pans. It's like, dude, <laughs> you had no food to cook. Like, why are a you week st- back? Why are you still carrying like cast iron? Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> every time I really saw his backpack. Jesus. <laughs> no, I said maybe they're just really good pots or hard to come by. You can't just. I mean, cast iron is very valuable and it gets handed down to generations, but also you could have left it at the border. <laughs> yeah. 
Also, yeah. they're trying to you can pick it up again. Like, did they think they were going to have a gourmet meal in Mordor? I don't think that was going to no. happen. <laughs> no, never know. I know. They're talking about how all they have to eat is Lemba's bread for days. And it's like, why do you have a full I'm set of cookware? <laughs> also, surely that makes noise. Like, you're trying to be covert. Yeah, you're scrambling yeah. over the rocks with, like, pans ball. Like, just like, oh, my God, Samwise. <laughs> yeah, I, I salute your optimism, but also it's ridiculous. I know. It's just like, geez. Put down the pans, get out the backpack leash, put it on Mr. Frodo, and everything will go so much more simple for you in the next little while. So true. Sam Wise, more like Sam Y. (laughs) (laughs) Lame. That was good. Um, Also, I want to make a comment that um, memes ruin things. Um, Especially especially when he's like, when when one does not simply walk into Mordor, I was like, fuck, this is ruined. (laughs) Ruined. It's very hard to take that scene seriously now. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they're this little. Like, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. No, I, I noticed that too. I was like, oh. <laughs> What's that? Oops. Allegedly, my friend started that meme. <laughs> oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. It was like, it was on some like wrestling forum. And they just, they just started, just started up all the walk into Mordor memes. One does not simply rock into Mordor. <laughs> One does not. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Very good. Um, Very good there, meme. There, there's, there's so many other memes that came out of these movies, though. Um, there's uh, Walk into Mordor. There's, um, well, I mean, Second Breakfast has a, a cult following. Yep. Um, Potatoes. Yep. Yes, I laughed at that yeah. one. I think I did that uh, yesterday. You for sure did. <laughs> I was cutting potatoes. <laughs> Potato. What taters, precious? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's so ridiculous. Um, so anyways, so so far we've just been jumping around talking about these movies, just picking out random things. Do you guys want to talk about like the movies in sequence more? Or do you want to keep jumping around and talk about what ends? No. You said no to it. Just no. Just you're just. <laughs> yeah, we're done here. Goodbye. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for joining me today. This was fabulous. Time for second breakfast. Um, peace. peace. Well, you guys have all the notes, so I feel like you're in we, charge yeah. of this. We're just sort of. We, we didn't take notes. No, they were not notes. that good. Like I, I meant to make a chart with all the names we keep forgetting, but uh, I didn't she didn't. Do that, she she so. promised. She's like, I'm gonna make you a chart so you okay. can help. And I was like, well, no. Just spent five minutes last night trying to remember Gollum's name, and it was hilarious <laughs> because she was like the guy with the, and she was like, I precious, you the person, I precious, and like just having a complete meltdown as she couldn't remember the name as I just sat and cackled. Yeah. <laughs> because I was trying to find it and I was like of course I'm gonna remember it at like two in the morning I'm like ah Gollum like I yeah. don't know why I have such a problem I, I have a problem at work too I work with a lot of clients and I'm horrible with names just- <laughs> oh yeah if I don't talk to people for like a month I even if I've known you for like 15 years I'm like no it's it's gone who are you <laughs> I recognize your face but what's your name again like it's yeah. a, it's a whole thing yeah. I mean, we all have our moments struggling with names, but usually it doesn't involve hissing my precious for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> At least I, not for me. I don't know. I don't know your life, but yeah. 
Yeah. No, the other day, so so me and my friends have this thing called One Wednesday. And um, the other day uh, we were hanging out. And one of the things we do is put on like a Hallmark movie or like one of those cheesy romances in the background. And like, we're, we're like, we're chatting over, but everyone's sort of like, what is she wearing? And then we go back to whatever we're talking about. It's fine. <laughs> um, but there was this girl in this movie. Don't ask me what the movie was or who this girl was. I don't remember. And I was like, oh my God, she looks like a young g- version of this girl, this woman that used to be in the things. And she's all like sassy and she has like a bob and she does like a thing. And I'm making hand gestures and faces and stuff. And both of my friends are looking at me like, what, what are you talking about? I'm like, I don't know, but she's like a white lady with brown hair. She's like, that's not helpful in any way. Four days later on a, on a random thing, I'm like flipping through something. And it's like, what happened to these uh, or where are they now? Like with these people and this woman's on the list and I send them the name. I'm like, oh my God, it's this person. They're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I know it took me like a week and a half to remember, but this is who I was talking about. Thank you. And they're like, like, we don't care anymore. Yes. And this is how my life goes sometimes. Wait, wait. So Tracy, who was it? Uh, oh, God. Now I got to find my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to say her name was Catherine something. She was the chick from JAG. Oh, yeah. She was also in Bruce Almighty. That's the other movie she was in. Oh, my God. Okay. Yes. Okay. Because I was like, I can't. Because I was picturing her face and she was giving like this like sassy attitude. And I was like, why can I picture her face but nothing around her? Because if I could picture the whole scene, I could picture what it was in. Then I could look up the movie, blah, blah, blah. And it just wasn't happening. And I was like, oh, my God, why can't I remember? Like, why can't I put this together? And then when I'm flipping through this thing, all of a sudden, it's just like, what happened to this person? I'm like, that, that's her. But, oh, she was in Jag. Oh my god! Like it was just, yeah. It it took a minute, um, but um, yeah, I did it. Her name is Catherine Bell. Catherine there you Bell. Go. Okay, that's All the right. person I can remember. So that was a long, pointless story for no reason. You're welcome. <laughs> this is what I do. <laughs> I have so much useless information and things to say. And this is why I have a podcast. Yay. <laughs> so, all right. So I'm, I'm just sort of skimming my notes right now. Um, I really liked the cinematography in this movie because I could see what was going on in the dark scenes. Oh, yes. yes. I did enjoy that part of it. Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. Because they did not do that in the Hobbit movies at all. They would show like in like the trenches where there were orcs and stuff. And you're just like, I'm looking at a black screen right now. Yay. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I never, I didn't think about that, but it's true. Even though like, yeah, the, the scenes with the orcs and the orc eye, everything's very dark and whatever. You can still distinguish stuff. Well, mm-hmm. also, I mean, I guess if you spend that much time and energy and money on cost, like costuming to that insane level of detail, like you, you better light it well or everyone's in trouble. Yeah. Also, I have to say, that was also a detriment to some parts of it because when you saw the orcs being birthed in the mud uh, and cutting out of their gooey sacks, uh, yeah, I, that was like a lot of like um, um, texture and viscosity uh-huh. that was just not needed, in my opinion. I am not squeamish, and I still shrieked at that scene. Is that like I don't, I can't, I don't want it. I don't like it. <laughs> Does that scene 
make it into like the theatrical release. That was, oh, yeah. That, yeah, that may, maybe not as many of them, but yes. like you, def- <laughs> you definitely see at least one orc getting, yeah. you know, birthed from the sack from the wall or whatever. I just didn't need to know how they came about life. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Also, cool. they're the hybrid creatures, right? It yeah, works but- and me- the Urukai are like, yeah, he was proud cool. of his little science project, but also don't do that. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting though, because uh, they say that, like Gandalf said, like orcs were elves once and just like corrupted by the darkness, right? Yeah. So like what it, like what are the Urukai? Wait, what are the Urukai? Well, they, uh, they're, they're, they're the white hand orcs. Yeah, oh. they're orc. The combination of orcs and men. Oh, is that what is that what? Yeah, they are? yeah. <laughs> That's why they're like bigger, huge, and yeah. And, um, yeah. You ever thought of the smell? and more intelligent? Oh, please. The smell. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, I have now. Thanks a lot, you jerk. Oh. <laughs> oh. Sorry. And they eat each other. Oh, gross. Cannibalism makes yes. the world around. Yeah. Hey, if you're hungry. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. just don't get you stuck don't mind in me. some, you know, Alaskan passes or anything. Oh, God. Or be named Donner. Or yeah. be in Ugh. a plane crash on the top of a mountain. Yeah. And eat butts. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers for that. More butts. <laughs> I'm still scarred by seeing that movie too young. Anyway. You're welcome. Yes. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, like, so, oh, and okay, I did make a note of this, but I should have actually put a better note. So that same scene where they were birthing orcs to get or whatever. So that almost that exact same thing happens again in, um, I think it's in Two Towers. And yeah. I was so frustrated because i'm like that's just reused footage it had to have been because it was exactly the same and i was like we we, we've already seen this you can cut it out it's not necessary i don't think it was and i think in the two towers that's when saruman was like bolstering his numbers in order to go go attack the rohan yeah but they they still showed the like He's walking around. They look down and the orc gets pulled out of the thing and the guys are still like thinking at it or whatever. And I was like, we've seen this already. We know how they come about. Like, this is like six minutes that we can just like, you know, he walks down, let's bolster the army. And they're like, okay, cut scene. I think that second one is where they explain that it's that they're hybrids, isn't it? I don't know. I don't remember which one it was. Yeah, but uh, I really maybe. Didn't care I think that the second one is where he's actually like monologuing about his evil plan and like, yeah. Can people monologue less or use less words? Be more succinct, pithy. You know. I don't really think any of us are in a position to throw stones about that particular topic, but you do you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. But you know what? It's so funny because like evil people and. This sci-fi always monologue. Yeah, they always do. Like in Harry Potter, Voldemort like just doesn't just, shut up. Like, no. mm-hmm. if you just killed these people, you could probably get to where you need to go. And it's the same in Lord of the Rings. They just it's, yeah. keep talking. Oh, I was just gonna say, I really enjoyed the Incredibles because yeah. he calls out that he's doing the monologuing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's funny. You took the words right out of my mouth. Thank you, Jerry. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah. I do love Syndrome. They they cut his monologuing in like half. He's like, I'm fucking monologuing. And then he doesn't monologue anymore. He says short little phrases after that. Yeah. Um, and then he laughs maniacally. Uh, it's great. But <laughs> I, I think one of my problems is, is that I don't like I know Sauron's supposed to be menacing and I know he's all like old and gross and he's all like whatever. Um, but he does not come across as menacing or scary to me in, in this. Like he, he there's no to me, there doesn't seem to be an actual danger from him because everything that's going on doesn't really have to do with him because all the orcs are doing all the things. It's not he's not magicking stuff. You know, he was just like, hey, you do the thing. And he's like, OK. And then they did it. And then he's all like, look at my army. And I was like, all right. I mean, sure. he's in charge of a vast army that he birthed in those creepy pods we were just talking about. <laughs> That's pretty menacing. <laughs> I, guess. I don't know. They had one later on that looked like Chunk from um, <laughs> the Goonies. Yeah. The Goonies. Oh, yeah. And I, I think was that like, was on purpose. Yeah. I, I remember him having like a larger role in the books. Mm-hmm. Or at least like being called out as like a well, I mean, like they he's obviously like a general of some sort. Yeah. Um, but I, I seem to recall in the books like there's the white orc or something like that. But I it's been too long, I don't Wait, know. Isn't, isn't that the like the first one who has like the hand on his face and he's like walking around being like, I'm the baddest dude, and then like Vigo kills him? On the hill, well, and they separate or whatever. No, because like the white orc came from um, Mordor. Okay. Whereas the 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 orc with the white hand was like birthed by Saruman. Yeah. Okay. So there is is like two separate orc armies. Okay. I'm gonna nod and accept your explanation as <laughs> if I understand it. I'm assuming yeah. that's what happened in the movie. Uh, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I yeah. mean, I really did, like, look, I really did try to pay attention, but there's like 85 characters all with the same names. Um, they all look the same, which is something I'm going to bring up, but I don't know if I can bring it up in this and I just have to accept it for what it is. But I was just like, y'all all look the same and are all have the same name. I don't know who's who. Oh, yeah. That was my problem. <laughs> Huh. Yeah. That was not something I would have said about these movies. Really? Literally, there is no diversity in this world wow. in any way, shape, or form, right? Yeah. Oh, and it's a bunch of, like, yeah, dumbass white people running around. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's barely even people with black hair in this movie. Everybody's like between dark brown and white hair the whole movie most people have like you know like carl urban's character like that bleach blonde look which seems kind of odd but it's it's a whole lot of that throughout the whole movie at one point in time they killed like a bad guy and he has curly hair and was like diversity what and i was i was just so (laughs) confused and i was like oh i think this is why everybody's confusing me because i was like for a little bit i thought um Vigo Mortensen's character and um, Sean Bean's character was the same person. And I was like, no, wait a <laughs> second. Now they're arguing with each other. So they, they're definitely different people. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. oh, he's, oh, oh, he's going to get, ter- oh, it's Sean Bean. Of course he's going to die. So no, he can't be the same as that guy. Cause doesn't that guy live to the end? <laughs> What's going on? Okay. It was a, it was a whole, it was a whole thing. And then you've got um, Legolos in the background, making very like serious faces all the time. He's like, 
Oh I can God. see the wind. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> we do not accept hate. Excuse hey. me. No slander to Lego. I remember. We love Legolos over we here do. in this household. And Gimli. I love a bromance, okay? He's hilarious. They're adorable. And I love that they are competing how many people they kill. Like, Yeah, I forgot how the movies have a sense of humor like that. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, they, they were competing in the books, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but just to that to that um, brooding elf comment, he does <laughs> lighten up as the movies progress. Yeah, but mostly because of his his uh, his 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 bromance with uh, with Gimli. I yeah. did I did laugh yeah. when he took down like the elephant and like Gimli's like that only counts as one. And I was like, okay, that <laughs> yeah. was funny. Well, I yeah. think I think it's because like Legolas is a prince, and so he's all like, oh, I'm a prince. Wait, I'm sorry, he is. He is? Yeah, he's the prince. Is it the woodlands? The, el- the, wood, elves, elf, the wood elves. Yeah. So there's like different elfing groups. And he's I thought a- it was just random elf guy. Like, I no. know. So the contingency that comes is like a different group of elves. They don't live where, help me out. Rivendell, Rivendell. They don't, they're not those elves. Um, and no. so he is a prince. And then they also like elves and dwarves don't like each other. So I think it isn't until he realizes how good Gimli is and like how Galadriel loves Gimli, like, like she gave him some of her hair. And, and so I think that really made him trust him. And then they, they developed the bromance. I love it. Yeah. It's- and they go off together into the undying lands when they get old. Like how cute is that? I have a question. What the <laughs> fuck are the undying lands and where is it? And what goes on over there? What the I don't <laughs> they kept talking about these people that the elves lives forever. Oh, but we're gonna go to a boat and go somewhere else. I'm like, isn't isn't this the world? Like I like what where are you going? Like is it like what? It's another realm if I'm yeah. I, I thought it was like a different continent. Is that it? Just is a different it? I thought it was a different realm, but I that's just yeah, what so, I, my understanding is that it's not on the earthly plane. It's not in not, Middle Earth. It's but, not in Middle Earth. So, but uh, that's my understanding. I don't know anything more than that because I haven't read all the other texts about it. But yeah, yeah. Same. I'm not. I haven't read the books in so long that I don't remember. I just I, know that like Samwise ends up going. Anybody who's been a ring bearer is allowed to go there for peaceful like passing on but it's my understanding that non-elves will eventually die there like they they move well yeah like bilbo's going there to die to die so frodo will eventually die and samwise when he gets old and his wife passes he goes to reunite with frodo and then i do know that legolos goes on to the undying lands and he collects gimli i i do know these things that's because thank you, I, internet i love yeah thank you internet but i love gimli and Legolas, so yeah. i know i know that about them so because gimli was a part of the fellowship he was allowed in i think he's one of the only dwarves to go to the makes sense yeah. so so my question is so so they die but like the elves live forever still yeah so when an elf die it's my understanding when an elf dies in middle earth they eventually get reincarnated in or like i don't know the actual term in the undying land so it's like mm-hmm. not a permanent even when they die in middle earth they don't truly die they they they'll will, be back they'll be back but i don't think they can come back to middle earth i think they're like no. in the undying lands and then so- i think the elves that go to the undying lands are in their current form and they stay that way and they and they don't die there they just continue on so is that is this why there's no like elf children or whatever or how do they procreate how is there more than one of them 
Because like every every elf home place you go to, there's no children. They're all they're all full formed adults, but everybody's like, "This is my daughter, and this is my son, and this is my well, whatever." And I'm like, "I don't." I mean, their their lifespans are so long that like, I mean, Arwen is Elrond's daughter, but like, she's also however old she is. Like, she's thou- she's at, well, like things least, by Elf standard, she is a child, but she's like, well, because I think like like. Legolas was a couple thousand years old. His father, I think, is... I read somewhere, I was reading an article. My phone knew I was re-watching these movies and it sent <laughs> me a bunch of articles. So I think um, Lee Pace, who plays him in The Hobbit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, oh, he, I saw him on th- that majestic, like, what is it, Moose he comes on? And he's all like, like caribou. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, no, that, yeah. that is some, that is some <laughs> sassy... You know, drag um, runaway business yeah. happening there. The yeah. fact, the fact that he is younger than Orlando Bloom was hilarious in that movie. Like by that point, it's like, okay, this is funny. He's a couple years younger, but sure. and but he, his age, he's like six thousand years old. Uh, so I just googled it, and Legolas uh, was born in uh, eighty-seven of the Third Age, which makes him two thousand nine hundred and thirty-one years old at the time of the War of the Ring. Jesus. What? And my curiosity is like, when do they, they must age super slow. So like hobbits also age slow. And the fact that like, like Pippin is considered a child. Like he's considered like a teenager, which is why he's allowed to make all these mistakes and be a little ass. Yeah, but they, they also, they also don't, they don't live a long life. Like no, it, it's a miracle. Like Bil- Bilbo made it to yeah. his 111st birthday at the beginning. And like, that's old for a hobbit. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny that they mature slow, but they don't, live long mm. i know because there's a reason like samwise calls frodo like mr frodo is because samwise is in his 30s and frodo's in his 50s so there is a like significant time difference and then i know it's Tracy. what <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? So, yeah so so like yeah the and and pippin i believe is like a teenager this He's is like, none what? of this comes across in the movies though no no, no. not at all no they, they don't, don't they, they don't, don't even, even realize to do that the only thing you might know is like one's acts a little more mature than the rest and then sam calls him mr frodo which could just be the way sam talks but also kind well, of alludes to a respect and a respect so, like, he has for him like too, sam actually right? works for frodo yeah. that's how they yeah, like the gardener yeah he's a gardener yeah i got that much out of the movie mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> But it just, yeah, it's very interesting. So I, I just wonder if elves are where they take hundreds of years to mature, even maybe thousand, because I think Legolas is still a considered like a young elf, even though he's not a child. Yeah, I don't know. Also, where all the elves we meet are basically like ready to pack it in with Middle Earth and go to the Undying Lands, and presumably you don't get to that state in a day or a year, right? So like, I guess they've stopped having children partly because maybe. they see that Middle Earth is dying. Well, that's Maybe why I was so confused by the whole thing. Like, even when um, whatever, Liv Tyler's character was, like, Arwen. dying in Middle, in middle Earth. And yeah. like, oh, we've got to get you to the boat to the, to the other place. And I'm like, where the fuck is she going? Why is she dying all of a sudden? What's happened? I was, no. I was just like, all right. The necklace. She ga- yeah, she, she gave, gave the even star to Aragorn. And that, mm-hmm. like, sapped her elfie mojo. So she's becoming mortal. <laughs> Yeah, well, I understood she was mortal. becoming mortal, but later on, um, she starts getting sick and stuff, and they say she's dying because her life is now connected to the journey of the ring. And I was like, how? How is that possible? Like, why? I don't understand. Like, if I think about it too hard, I don't understand why. I can understand her life being tied to 
Aragorn, but I don't understand how it's tied. I'm sure. I'm sure you'd well, have but to. He's like, part of the journey of the. Yes, he's part of the journey, but right? Like, I don't know what he does is going to have a material impact on that. So, also, he's the heir. Like, in order for the the kingdom of Gondor to survive, the king has to come back, right? So, you know, he, he's the Sildur's heir. Like, he's he's a big part of it. So, oh, I know. Yeah, I guess. But wait, when he breaks the necklace, then does is that why she lives? Because her essence goes back to her or something? Like I don't like I don't understand the significance oh. of the necklace breaking. They don't really talk about it too well in the movies, no. to be fair. I don't I think the significance of the necklace breaking is that he thinks that he's never gonna see her again. I don't yeah. think it, it I don't think that actually has an impact on her. Because yeah. maybe she handed it over and that was the necklace's role. Yeah. So okay. it's not specifically tied to that piece of jewelry. It's just like he thinks he's, you know, he thinks she's dead. Like, yeah. or she's went he back thinks to that she's gone to the Undying yeah. Lands and he's like, never going to see her again. And then so, so like, you can't come back from the Undying Lands. It's a one way journey, right? Yeah. So, so that's just like a little, it's like him, a thing up. that we now know about him. It's not specifically relevant to her, but okay. I don't I'm know. just nodding at those. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just shrugging. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. The closer the ring gets to Mordor, the more powerful it is, and more delicate creatures like elves are going to suffer. So, an elf that's becoming mortal is going to have a bad time. Okay, see, just, why didn't basically. you just say that? That makes more sense to me now. Okay. I'm sorry, was okay. I not enough for you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm working, I was working up to it. <laughs> Yeah, because that whole thing was like confused to me because when her father goes and sees Vigo mm-hmm. and he's all like, well, now she's dying because because um, she's attached to the ring. And I was like, I'm very confused by this. But now that you say that, that they're affected by yeah. the, the how powerful the ring is, because I knew the ring was getting more powerful the closer they got to Mordor. Yeah. So then, OK, so then that makes sense to me now. That just wasn't it wasn't very clear in the movie. It does seem a little bit weird. Not that yeah, she was dying, but that she like rallies and it all ends up fine. <laughs> yeah, because I understood she was coming. <laughs> that was actually a sketchy bit. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, oh, she's fine. But I wonder how long that is by the time she appears back. Cause he's got a huge ass beard and he's, you know, yeah. everything seems to be like recovered and like there's cherry blossoms floating. Well, and- but also like once the ring gets, you know, 86, then everybody is doing better. It's just magical. Yeah, and the tree blooms in Gondor again, and there's a king. And, I, and we we've actually talked about this and how they just appear back at the Shire, and there's no discussion about how ruined it was due to like the evil. And I'm just like, that's one of my biggest pet peeves. And I know that Return of the King is like eight years long, and there's zero percent chance they could have focused on the Shire because everybody would have just rioted, even the fans. Mm-hmm. But like, one of the major points in the book is that like. Mary and Pippin in particular, like they, they went and they like, they learned and they grew physically even. um, And they like picked up all these weird skills and leadership qualities that then they thought they were going home to the Shire, which was safe. And then when it wasn't, they were actually prepared to like, put it back to rights. You know, like they thought they were protecting, they thought their homeland was protected and it wasn't, but it turned out they were like the protectors they needed to get them back on track. Yeah. So yeah, I totally forgot because like Saruman escapes and then he goes to the Shire, right? Or like yeah. like who, who like attacks the Shire? Well, I, I mean, some of it's I don't know that there's like a ma- like a proper like attack, but just like the, over, the evil yeah. creeping over Middle Earth like impacts mm. the Shire too, and like you know crops die and and like that kind of stuff. Like it's just things get 
dire there because it's wartime and that will happen. But in um, Fellowship of the Ring, when the, the I don't know, the four horsemen of the apocalypse are riding around trying to find the ring. Ring Wraith, there you go. Yeah, but don't they end up in the Shire because they find out a Hobbit has it, and don't they like kill a couple people in there in Fellowship of the Ring? Yeah, yeah, they kill people. Um, well, they they definitely tried to murder the Hobbits in the Prancing Pony. And- well, yeah, yes, they ride through the Shire and they like, but and they scare the bejesus out of everybody, but they don't find the Hobbit they're looking for. So that's when they end up in Bree at the Prancing Pony. Okay, I know for some reason I thought. Like when they're riding through the Shire, they killed a few people before I don't think that. So. They definitely like blew open the doors in Bree, like yeah. the city, the city gates. Okay. They don't care about collateral damage, but they don't. They're not like actively violent. They're yeah, pretty I don't think they're slaughtering as they go. I no. think they're just. They will if you stand in their way, but I think they're they, just more. They have focused. one goal. Yeah, <laughs> they don't. I wrote it. Yeah, and like that's a, a another point why. I was reading an article about how Mary and Pippin were accepted into the fellowship to be a destruction because they wanted more hobbits so that they could disguise Frodo. And it was really Mary and Pippin getting kidnapped. I don't know by that horde that really allowed Sam and Frodo to escape and go off on their little adventure by themselves. So you're telling me Pippin and Mary were bait. They were, yeah, no, they were decoys. Decoys. I mean, and I, I, whether anybody expressed it outright, but, I'm sure Elrond and them. Zero percent like, chance Gandalf and Elrond didn't know that when they were know like, the- "Yes, <laughs> let the bumbling idiots follow along on and this s- caravan of incredible yes. importance." And then I'm sure <laughs> that they proved themselves, and then the elves and like Gandalf were like, "Oh, they're actually quite amazing." Yeah. But for sure, the more little folk you have around, the better it's going to be. The harder for them to figure because the orcs don't know; they just they don't care. There's the little person. Take them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I must admit, I understood um, Gandalf's anger when they were in like the dwarf tunnels, and who was it? Pippin knocked over the oh, thing, the thing, thing with the armor. The oh my I was God. just like, "What the? F-? Throw him Ooh, down the well!" Just no touchy. <laughs> yeah, no touchy. Like, don't touch shit. And yeah. again, it's like that's when you're just like fucking teenagers. Man. Same when he touches, <laughs> he touches the like the, 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 the sphere. The or whatever. Volunteer, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, that is connected directly it, and it's like and there's the next like, movie that i have a comment about that i was like oh my god yes yeah anyways um and the other comment is so you know how i kept saying other movies kept popping up in here yeah in the, in the, the dwarf tunnels when they get into the like the big hall that has all like the pillars everywhere i was like mm-hmm. isn't that legend is the lord of darkness down there what i was saying the the Balrog, that scene always reminds me of Legend. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It's just like the way the the way the co- the columns are all laid out. And then like, yes, there's like so this high. weird dark and shadow in the background coming forward. I was like, yeah, I'm still out of the Balrog with like the like, yeah. I haven't seen Legend since I was like, I don't know, like a preteen probably. But still, every time I see that, I'm like, mm. I watched that like two months ago. It's actually... There's there's some very questionable things in it, but it's also still pretty good. Cause there's some angles in there where you're just seeing crotches a lot. And you're just like, can we not? Can we not? Thank you. Uh, yeah. Yes, yeah, a- watch it in. It's pretty. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you love legend. Okay. Well. Wow. Yeah. Cause <laughs> legend is nice and succinct. It's small, you know, it works. It doesn't just keep going. <laughs> so what you're saying is you hate sprawling epics. 
No, I mean, if it's a sprawling epic, there has to be a purpose to the sprawl, is, is all I'm saying. Because there's a lot of, like, random dead space and chitter-chatter that doesn't actually do anything for the story or character building or movement of anything. And, like, if I'm going to sit here, sit somewhere for an extra 45 minutes, longer than usual, I want to know why, right? Because I've watched a lot, a lot of long movies, and... I'm fine with it as long as they're good and they make sense and things belong there. This was just a lot of like, yeah, we're hanging out now. Here's a sweeping shot for six minutes. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Let's go. Eating on the natural beauty of New Zealand? That's not very nice of you. No, I don't <laughs> mind the natural beauty. Like when the when Fellowship of the Ring first starts and they show all the sweeping things of like the Shire and they're like, Ooh, these are hobbits, and this is what they do. And look at how green it is. Look how happy they are. Oh. It actually is that beautiful there. It's and that's wild. fine. And that is anything in the yeah. movie. And, but it. that is acceptable at the beginning because they are setting a scene. So that is fine. Okay. But later on, when you already know they're walking somewhere, they're already walking in a field. We've seen the greenness of the field, and they're all just cameras swooping everywhere. You know, and you're like, camera, look, it's green still. But they're going on an adventure. Yeah. (laughs) But no, it's not needed. (laughs) It's just, it's just too much. It's just Uh, a lot of repetition. Oh, don't forget it's pretty. You're like, I, I get it. I get it. Let's I can't going. believe you got the extended edition. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say. I'm so confused why, why you did, did that. This happen? So, um, when but, these movies came out, I was working in a bookstore. Mm-hmm. And as, as, a, as a reward for doing good job at the bookstore, the, the, the company gave you, like, points, right? And, like, employee oh. points. And it builds up to, like, cash amounts and, like, gift cards to spend in the store of stuff. I had, I had saved it for like three or four years or whatever. And I had a couple hundred bucks and Visa just came out and because they were new and they're expensive, they had like 40% off, blah, 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 you know? And so I got them. I don't know. And I got a whole bunch of other stuff and I was like, well, I'm not really spending my money on it. Doesn't count. I'll get it. Right. Yeah. And my friend was like, no, like the extended like, edition just adds so much more and so like to the story and the blah blah blah. And I'm like, as a giant nerd, I'm like, I wanted to understand. I wanted to to know. And I was like, I'm not spending money, I'll get it. It's expensive, but I'm not technically paying for it. I will get it. And then I got it and I watched it and I called my friend and it was like, go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. That's that. That is the story of how I have the extended editions. All right. I mean, yeah. these movies just aren't for everybody. Yeah, that's They're fair. Not. I my, I always love to tell my dad is like, love him to death. He has never read a fantasy novel in his life. He's like super, just not into that kind of thing at all. He like most nerdy stuff. He's just like, no, hard pass. And somehow his friend convinced him to go with him to see the two towers. Oh God. So he hadn't seen fellowship. He's never read the books. And I was just like, dad, that movie is like, just not going to be for you. <laughs> I'm not yeah. sure what you're doing. Yeah. Talking like, trees. Well, like, that, no, that's the thing. And he was like, whatever, I'll give it a try. And then, so afterwards I was like, so what did you think? And he like looked at me and he was just like walking, talking trees. <laughs> 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 that was his whole review. Yeah. That is exact, yeah. 
Man, I tried to tell you. <laughs> well, yeah, not... especially to start with the second one. Like, yeah. if, if it was the first and it wasn't his thing, at least it's like the starting of the story. Yeah. It's so funny to come in in the middle to be like, I have no idea. Like, I wonder if his friend was like, okay, so this is what's happened so far. This is where we're going to start. Here's the 35 people. They're doing this for this. And there's a ring and there's a blah, blah, blah. I don't blah, 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 but I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, you know. the concept is, yeah. Walking, talking trees. Stupid. Uh, yeah. Okay. So talking about two towers. Yeah. I hate the ends to a <laughs> ridiculous level. Okay. Um, until the very last like five minutes and they're destroying the tower. Cause that, oh, that, that's a badass scene. That is a really badass scene. I got to give you that. It's scarier than your shit being wrecked by a bunch of trees. Seriously. <laughs> right. And so until that point, I fuck, I hate the ants. They're slow. They're obnoxious. Well, I guess they're centuries old and they're like, it takes, you know, like an hour for them is like a half a second, you know, that kind of thing. And I just, I was just so frustrated by them and the characters. And again, this, because they're so slow and stuff, you don't have to, we don't need to see the whole slow progression. Wait, hang on. Does that mean that you identify with Marion Pippin in that scene? Oh, damn it! <laughs> gotcha. Oh, damn it. I do. Okay. Okay. So the one scene, Marion Pippin are correct. Okay, fine. <laughs> fine. Yes. Because I, while watching those scenes, I felt just as frustrated as them. They're like, "We've been here for twelve hours." I'm like, "So have I. So have I." Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. So they knocked those scenes out of the park, is what you're saying. The worst. <laughs> I, I have one note about Ents. Yeah. And what, like it's during the battle scene where they're attacking, and one of them gets lit on fire. Oh, <laughs> yeah. At a later time, like at, in like you know two or three shots later, after they break the uh, the dam, you <laughs> see him like running into the water. <laughs> I just, that was a very nice touch that I highly appreciated. I appreciated that one as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, one of my first notes on this movie is um, this should start with previously in Lord of the Rings. That was my first note for this movie. <laughs> Cause I was just like, I, they're walking, I guess. Sure. Let's go with it. <laughs> mm. uh, the, the funny thing is I watched these like, when they were released so this movie came out a full year after mm-hmm. and i have i i very much doubt i rewatched fellowship rings before watching two towers and i watched these two a day apart and even i was just like what the fuck happened in that other movie <laughs> okay yeah sure they're walking that's all i need to know like what was it so one thing that um one thing that stood out to me, because like, so like in Two Towers, uh, that centered a lot around um, Rohan. Yeah. Like the horse people. And then later on, you see, like in, in the Return of the King, you see the, the, uh, the massive horse army that they muster. How much agriculture needs to happen <laughs> in order to support that number of horses? <laughs> that was a good question. A lot, a lot yeah. of villages. Yeah, like, yeah, like, are these just wild horses they like capture just for this, or are they like all very well trained horses that they kept Some in stables or stuff? I feel like most of them would be pretty, pretty well trained. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, 
I think yeah. like they're known for that, right? Like they're yeah, known yeah, for the, the riders of Rohan. The riders of Rohan. So they have to be breeding and training and spending a lot of time. And then, yeah, they'd have to have like full on villages full of people to sustain agriculture, which they were attacked, right? But like, some of the horses must start as wild horses yeah. also. Cause like Theodred's horse that they can't control Aragorn, like chills him out, but is like, no, it's he's ready to like go back to like, talks to horses. Like, basically like, he's not going to be a person's <laughs> horse anymore. He, and like, if he was a, if he'd been bred. Yeah. Yes, he sees him shit. He's time to retire. I need to go back. But yeah, like if he'd been raised in the barns there, they weren't, they weren't, wouldn't just like turn him loose onto, you know, whatever. Like maybe he obviously some... started as a wild horse that Theodred managed to like. Maybe, yeah, maybe some horses are destined to like meet up with their rider. And then once their rider's gone, it's like, peace, I'm out. Yeah. Cause like Gandalf has the king of horses or what's it called? Shadow facts. Shadow facts. Yeah. And it's like, there's got to be some of them like that, right? That just are like, this is what we're doing now. And then we're going to go on and yeah, leave. Spirit horses Spirit or whatever. Horses. I don't know. They're familiars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, kind of. Bonded. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Anyway, I think... of Avatar for some reason. I'm not going to. No. Anyways. Not Speaking about long and unnecessary epics. Anyway. <laughs> What isn't the next movie coming out next year or something? Or yeah, Christmas. I actually haven't seen the first one because Leah told me I would get so mad that it would raise my blood pressure and I should. Oh, oh, so. oh, yeah. I flipped tables over that. But movie. like, I, I haven't had the pleasure. Wait, but like live adaptation? What adaptation? No, Ab- no Avatar. Oh, no, not uh, the end. I thought you said mm-hmm. a different movie. Yeah. Never mind. Never mind. Oh, Let's yeah. not talk about that. Um, I've never that. seen it, and so there you go. Yeah. I'm just not going to, but I did, uh, Sam Worthington actually said he's going to be 50 when the second one comes out and he was 20 or no, 40 years. He's like, it's been like so long that he's like, guys, I'm super old. <laughs> it's like, it's like, God. so yeah. that was funny. Yeah. Um, I also completely forgot Carl Urban was in this. And when he first makes his appearance, I was like, it's Carl Urban. Oh my God. I, he, I didn't recognize, recognize him. And I love him. I've watched these movies so many times and it was this last watch and i and she was like carl Urban. i was like who and i was like i was like oh my god <laughs> like how did i not right maybe just because he's young with long blonde hair it's so funny it's so funny because the first time i ever saw either carl urban or orlando bloom was in this in these movies right and like i remember watching the when I watched the the trailer for Fellowship and Legolas showed up, I was just like, okay, hold the phone. Who the fuck is that? That's like the, the hottest man I've ever seen. And I like went to whatever the, you know, IMDb equivalent was and was like, tell me everything about this like beautiful blonde blue eyed creature um, who is not blonde or blue eyed. And now when I watch, watch it, I'm like, he looks so weird. That's not what Orlando Bloom looks like. He looks very different. And Carl Urban, it's the same deal. Like the first time I saw him, yeah. he had long blonde hair. So I was like, oh, that's what Carl Urban looks like. Not and now all. I watch it and I was like, that is so not what he yeah. looks like. No, the first time <laughs> I saw Carl Urban, he was on an episode of Xena and he played, uh, I think it was Eros. And he had wings and had bleach blonde hair. So <laughs> to me, I was just like, that's just how it goes. Perfect. Yeah. But also, I think I think um, Chronicles of Riddick came out just before that one. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, are you going to take us to the Lord of the Underverse? Let's do this. Okay. <laughs> I was fine. I don't know. I love Cole Urban as well. He picked yeah. some really interesting characters that he just puts. Like he, I, I know there are people out there who are just like, you know, like a real actor has to like find his purpose and find his space, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know what Carl Urban does. He just fucking shows up and kills it every time, whether it's in like in Xena or Doom or 
or this or or like dread or whatever. Dread. Whatever character he's in, he puts he, in 150% or Star Trek kills it every time. Yes, or he's, Star Trek. I'm trying not to, to be me. Okay. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. <laughs> that's cute. I mean, he's a tremendous nerd, which I think helps a lot, right? Because like yeah. like a lot of these properties, he probably like got the script to read and like geeked about it. So, you know, <laughs> like he was super excited about Star Trek and stuff. So like, yeah. Yeah, he kills Helps it. Helps that he's one of us. <laughs> kills it as bones. He really <laughs> does. He like embodies for uh DeForest Kelly. Like he, he really did do it. Um yeah. but yeah, no, I love Carl Urban. Everything I will right. see anything that he's in. Yeah. You know, done. And, and yeah, this like this was one of his first big roles, right? Yeah. Like, he's he is Kiwi, isn't he? Or is he I think he's from New Zealand. I have no yeah. idea, actually. I really That's should know more. Well, about he was in this. Like he, he was a local that got cast, and then now he's like a name. But yeah, he's from New Zealand. Yeah. So, I must admit, I cannot get into bo- um, the boys, though. I, I can't get into that show. I've never uh, watched it. I wanted. To, it's been on my list, and I just every I time I go to start it, I just end up watching something else. Me too. Even Jensen Ackles hasn't managed to lure me to the boys, and he's like my one true TV boo. So <laughs> yeah. Did you know. finally <laughs> finish watching Supernatural yet? Sorry. Did you finally watch Supernatural yet? No. She doesn't want to see the ending. She's ignoring the, the fact that it has ended. And it's I, like, I'm telling you, you are gonna. I I want the text message about why am I crying so much? This is ruining my life. I need this text message. Just an FYI. So uh, yeah. yeah, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. You will eventually. You'll have to do it. No, you know you what? I actually happy, watched though. a couple. I mean, I, I already know what happened. Well, no, but like, like, of course you do. Spoiled, of course like, you do. Like, it doesn't actually matter. I think in no matter what they did, I think you would be on un- ending. I think if right? they managed like, what they planned, I would I would feel better about better. it. Mm-hmm. But like, anyway, I should have just froze it. Until no, COVID I actually was... watched an episode a while like earlier in the last season a while ago and then I just was like oh god this is too depressing I can't so like I need to like I need to a time when I can like actually just like marathon it also yeah one of my very favorite actors is in one of the last episodes and I still haven't seen it like which one Christian came who's that <sighs> oh we've had this discussion before you've had yeah. to explain this to me before the guy with the long hair. oh yeah I like him my future has an ex-husband yeah okay She's I do I do want to make a correction um carl urban played cupid that was the first time i oh, saw him um, but he also played um julius caesar on xena but cupid was the first time i saw him and he was all bleach blonde with wings and shit so. yeah what else is he other than those two things and obviously star truck what else is carl and the boys anything else? dread um, yeah oh. he's also done Dork. doom he did pathfinder he was in red i really liked red red was great He's been in a lot of stuff. He's yeah. one of those almost human. Almost, I loved. I don't understand why that only had one season. It was so good. It was so good. Which is that? What's that? Almost. Human. Um, it was a TV show where he played a detective and he worked with like um a robot played by uh, Michael Ely, um, and they were like solving crimes essentially. Never watched, but there this. was also like a conspiracy going on, and they were. But it was also like a pseudo dystopian future where there was like a wall around it, and they went to like the wall. Like, no, no, trust me, you're really selling it there, Trey. It was. There's so many elements I should like, and when you put them together in that order, I'm like, oh, absolutely not. Uh, but it was like it. It was a combination of 
uh, Robocop and um, iRobot put together in a cooler way than both of these movies. So it's fine. Okay, I'm not selling this. It's no, just trust me. Find the first elevator pitch is editing, but yeah, fine. Like, no, the elevator pitch on IMDb is in a not so distant future, a human cop and an android partner up to protect and serve. I would never watch that show. No, (laughs) it sounds terrible. She sounds like a robot. But the, um, but the, but that first season was really great. And I was so (laughs) mad it got canceled. So mad. But I recommend. Um, Oh, he was in Peter. Oh, yeah, he was in Thor Ragnarok as well. Yes. He's oh. also in Ghost Ship. He's in a lot. He's in Ghost yeah. Ship? He's in well, Ghost Ship. The thing about it is, like, he's a good-looking dude, but he's, like, a pretty normal-looking dude also. Like, he's, like, he can just be that guy. Like, he's not, you know, he doesn't have, like, a real movie star face particularly, so he can sort of I, blend do. I kind of disagree with that. I think he does have a movie star face. I think he's just good at blending into his films. So that you're not like, you know, you're like, oh, look, it's Tom Cruise or, oh, look, it's Jamie Foxx. These are yeah. people who do not, no matter what they're doing. I don't understand how like Tom Jamie Cruise Fox is the same Oscar. character in every movie. Tom they Cruise, do. Except for the Tropic Thunder when he did that. But like, also interview with the vampire. But, the vampire. <laughs> but most of his roles, most of the roles are like the same. Tom Cruise does the same thing. He yeah. has a shtick. Yeah. He has a shtick. I don't know. There are a lot of actors where it's hard to forget that they are like the, who the actor is. But mm-hmm. yeah, Carl Urban is not one of those people. Yeah. Like, because that's why I always say, like, he does 150% because you're like, you're not Carl Urban anymore. You're this person. And you're like, I'm, I'm there for it. I am there for it. You know, yeah. that kind of thing. Awesome. Mm-hmm. 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 Yes. Um, but yeah, that is me gushing over Carl Urban for 20 minutes for some reason. <laughs> yeah. It's well deserved, Carl Urban. Don't worry He's about great. it. Yeah, yeah. It's great. And some people like start in these movies and then it like launched a very successful career like him. And then others like not so much. So yeah. Yeah. Good job, Carl. He did it. <laughs> I mean, a lot of the people in that film are famous still. Mm. So it's a pretty good job. A lot of them. Yeah. There's a lot of people. In There's movies. so many people. In so movies. much cast and like. So I love one of the things that like the 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 big one of the orc, you know, the lighter skinned woman. He had like the sewn thing. He was modeled after Harvey Weinstein. Oh, that's confirmed. right. He was the what? What is he called? Because he's he an orc, but he's like light. Yeah, he's one of the orc general, the orc eye generals, I think. Yeah, no, no, he he's one of the Mordor orcs. Yeah, oh, the, one, the one that looks like Chunk from the Goonies. Yeah, so. Apparently, oh, is that the same one? Oh. Yeah. No, so his name's like Chunk. Is it Chunk? No, Chunk is the kid. What's oh, the Oh right, what's... right. Yeah. Um uh oh my god. Oh my yes. god, I am my brain is failing. This is unexpected. Well, I have seen I haven't seen it since. But yeah, no, <laughs> apparently Peter Jackson was so pissed off at Harvey Weinstein, couldn't really speak out too much about it. So he, he pretty much was like, make that make that orc general look like Harvey. Steam. <laughs> I'm down for it. Oh, it's not anyway. I love that. Fucking with him. Because I think Harvey Weinstein wanted this to be one movie. And mm-hmm. Peter Jackson was like, absolutely not. No. There's no yeah, way. Like, I will give you this. Like, this is definitely too much to be one movie. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. But it doesn't need to be three, four hour movies. It doesn't. I feel like it does need to be three movies, but also it feels like some of Return of the King should have been in two towers. 
Yeah, but like, I also think they could have made three movies that were like two hours each. There's a whole lot of, again, sweeping landscapes and sitting to eat that could have just been cut out. <laughs> Eating is important. They have to get their strength. Right. The priorities of hobbits are very clear, Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> They eat yeah. a million meals. They Actually, must they strength. They do. I also, need to get on a hobbit diet, but if I get on a hobbit diet, I have to wake up earlier in the day so I can have breakfast. Yeah. You'll second breakfast, 11 I feel a human chest. I can't handle You'll that. Just responsibility right? hobbit breakfast. You'll just be eating a lot of potatoes. So I yeah. do that already. It's fine. I, yeah. I love I potatoes. love all potatoes and yeah. all yeah. kinds. I know. But um, you know what? Actually, one of the things I really loved about the movies with the hobbits is every time they were standing next to a human, I was like, oh, they are that small. And I want to put them in the pocket. And they're so cute. Because <laughs> you forget when they're like chatting and it's like above here. But then when you see them back and they're like at their waist. Yeah. And you're like, oh, my God, that's that's really cool the way they did that. Yeah. I had very inappropriate thoughts about that. And I was just like, oh. Oh okay. no. Tracy, why? Look, my brain was wandering while watching these movies because they were so slow. And I was just like, hmm, where's the Hobbit porn? Why isn't this happening yet? It's fine. I'm I, just I can assure movie. you that it, it most definitely exists. I'm also oh, kind of happy that. I have not seen any of it and I'm okay. Oh, yeah. Yes. Lord of the Rings fandom, like, yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> I, can't I don't, I don't say, we can't even get into it. We literally don't have enough time, no matter how much time you scheduled. But yeah. like, they were like the precursor to like Harry Potter, like we eat our young crazy town shit. <laughs> so, but I must admit, every fandom has a certain subsect that is just like this one whoa. crossed over into like conspiracy theories about the actors and like somebody ended up in jail over stolen money from a con and there were like sock puppet suicides and it like oh Wait, what <laughs> you can't you can't know this was this was the harry potter one or the lord of the rings one this is lord of the rings <laughs> wow yeah there there was <sighs> okay elaborate <laughs> Okay, we, we got one story. Explain. No, no, there's too much. Let me sum up. <laughs> there, were, there was a whole subset that was convinced that I think it was Dominic Monaghan and Elijah Wood were <laughs> very close to me. Um, <laughs> were, were like actually in a relationship and like trying oh. to signal to fans that like were in the know that they were secretly together in real life. And like it... I don't, it, there was a whole tin hat community of lunatics, but they tried to like put on a convention. So like they had all these people like paying for a con that had all these guests that like weren't actually involved. Like it was total fraud, except I don't think they were trying to commit fraud. I think they just sucked at what they were trying to accomplish. So like they ended up with like hundreds of people out a bunch of money and nothing actually happening. And like, yeah, I think somebody did eventually end up in jail, except they avoided the jail because they like basically pretended to commit suicide and then like popped, but like they had like multiple accounts. And so like the main one that was in charge of the convention, like killed herself. And then her friends were like, you guys did this because you wanted your money back. And it just like turned into this whole like insane thing. And like, 
people were asking the actors like, oh, tell us about this convention appearance. And they were like, nobody even contacted us. Like, we're not getting involved in this. We don't know what's happening. Wait, where's the sock puppet but like, come in? Well, that's what I mean. Like, this person had multiple accounts that were all involved in, like, sock puppet accounts. I, Did you think I'm at literal sock yes! puppet accounts? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I just too. Yes! I thought there were actual sock puppets involved. <laughs> Are there, like, the actors? <laughs> I mean, I'm not that deep in the internet sometimes. Anyway, it was a whole bizarre thing. And the person ended up, at least one person, I think, ended up in jail for like committing fraud. And why why do you sometimes they're obsessed with the hobbits being with each other, like the actors? I don't know. Also, the person who was primarily responsible, like, yeah, first she committed suicide. Then she changed her name. (laughs) then she transitioned and then transitioned back i think and like i don't know there was a lot of lot going on there but anyhow i'm so confused yeah like i think this is a worthwhile story and i'm very glad to have heard it but also i do feel cheated about a soft puppet story so i'm just putting it out there sock puppets of the actors and like the people showed up to the comic-con and there was like puppets up on the stage i assume okay well no not literal sock puppets internet sock puppets nerds come on this isn't like the ball pit convention this was this never actually happened no anyway uh yes okay so there was a lot of craziness in lord of the rings fandom is what i'm saying cool all right a lot of conspiracy theories about the actors boning each other I mean, I'm sure some of them bone each other, but like, I mean, you put that many very good-looking people in an isolated place. They were there for months, like a year or more than that. Yeah, like, yeah. they were there for a long time. But like, I don't actually care. They can bone each other. I don't yes, care. that they're they're people. They're gonna they're gonna do shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, whatever. So sorry, that was a little aside for y'all. <laughs> um, it was great. Don't worry. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> eye-opening like i had no idea this was happening me neither yeah i think that's one of my problems though like people know that i love movies and tv and i'm obsessed with it and stuff but outside of the actual program most of the time i don't care what anybody's doing i know i I know the stories from beginning to end i know a lot of minutiae and i know a lot of stuff but it's all to do with the actual end products right I don't, I don't go looking for the things on the outside somewhere, unless it's like something that's obvious that happens like in the, like, why'd they kill this guy so randomly? That's just really weird. Oh, sexual harassment since you got fired from the show. Okay. I get it. Like, fine. Right. You know, I'm the opposite. I want to know what's going on behind the scenes. And like, like you're never going to catch me watching, like keeping up with the Kardashians or whatever. But when there's a dust up in fandom, I'm like, Oh, where's my popcorn? (laughs) (laughs) that's like i don't i don't even try though now my phone just knows what i'm into or what i like it i didn't even go i might have googled something lord of the rings when we were watching it but it's like and then i just get inundated with all these articles and then i start reading them and then it's a slippery slope into like oh now i know a lot of stuff i didn't know before (laughs) um and my phone now does that back in the day i had to like you have to actually like search it out but now the algorithm comes for the fandom comes to you and you're just like oh no and now like i like if i'm on tiktok it's like my tiktok knows and then i get like all the i even get the actors and like get everything so oh i get it i get it yeah (laughs) they're watching us everybody and listening oh listen for sure they are yes uh 
anyways, back to the topic at hand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry, sorry. I really about... yanked us off the path on that one. My apologies. Yeah. It's okay. Um. Uh, oh, one actually, of no, you did. You're the one who brought up Hobbit porn. It's... <laughs> Chuck Hughes. <laughs> Oh, Hobbit <laughs> porn. No, no. <laughs> Look, when I am bored, my brain wanders, and this Thanks, is what happens. Tracy. Okay, it's just what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have a note though because this was done in the early, um, the early two thousands. The turn of the millennium. The turn of the millennium. <laughs> you know, we shall call it the millennium and get jiggy with it. Thank you very much. <laughs> um. But uh, some of the special effects have not aged well. Like, they just look horrendous. Um, and there's one part where, um, where I don't know who the other Hobbit is that Smeagol is with at the beginning, but he's underwater yeah. and he, like, sees the ring. Yeah. That yeah. whole effect is what? That is garbage. <laughs> I could do that effect on my phone right now if I wanted to. But back in the day, that was, like, state of the art. It took, like, 85 people to get done blah 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 but that that whole thing did not the light behind him and like he's in water but he's clearly on green screen going like this i mean that, i feel that looked that whole scene looked stupid at the time with like the weird like extra lit soft focus shit oh, like god rays yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah i was like no that i my note is it looks cheap it does it's a bad no, it's that's bad. a bad scene that's just like i think that was bad back then I it was i think yeah was that scene? Is that scene in the theater? Yeah, that is. I don't see. That's the problem. I haven't I'm watched the theatrical sure. in years. Yeah, because because that was the otherwise. that was the opening scene for Return of the King. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, it is the op- the very opening. Isn't yeah, it? it's yeah. the first scene of the film. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess it's important because it shows how weak he was to the ring, and like it caught him immediately, and then he killed his cousin. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, both of them technically, because I mean, if yeah. Smeagol didn't kill him, his cousin was definitely going to kill him. Oh yeah, uh, no, yeah. It just and because they're like hobbits too, as well. They're like what, they call them water folk, but I, they're, 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 I think yeah. I think they're still technically they're related. Like, to they're related hobbits. to hobbits, right? So, mm-hmm. but it's very interesting how it shows like Sam and Frodo being so strong, and then those two were just like immediately like give me the ring. Like, yeah. I'm just going to strangle you. Well, yeah, it sort of sheds light on why Gandalf chose Frodo to do it because he's obviously like a unique. He's not affected by it nearly as much as a lot of other people. Yeah, he could resist it. Like he felt the pull, but he could definitely resist it until they got into like specifically Mordor when they yeah. like, crossed that got- border. That's where yeah. it was like, it took yeah. hold. And, and, and then the Nazgul showed up. Yeah. Yes. yeah. yeah. But it's so interesting that he had it for like over a decade and it's so interesting that it was in that envelope and he didn't even get a call like he lived in that hobbit hole and like he didn't even so that's he's pretty impressive the fact that he was able to resist it that long and it wasn't until he as he started to put it on and started to get closer to mordor that it really turned him yeah, yeah. but it also show i liked i liked the the scene where it well i guess this goes back to fellowship of the ring where it showed the effect it had on bilbo because mm-hmm. um, as soon as he like actually saw it and he was like no it's mine now and he like you know that that flash of the like the, oh, the, yeah yeah, yeah. um but, like it was just like oh okay yeah maybe bilbo shouldn't touch it anymore just yeah just it it, yeah there. and the fact that bilbo had it for de- so long and it you know that's also kind of impressive i mean their family yeah. obviously so mm-hmm. or trade but i think though it was because they're so far away i think 
um, with Bilbo was it was more about possessing it, like just mm-hmm. like him knowing it was his. He didn't have yeah. to hold it. He didn't have to touch it all the time, but it was his and he had to have it. Yeah. But if that ring like left his house or something and it wasn't with him, he would probably have gone nuts. Right? Yeah. Like uh, in the, like in the last scene of the movie where they're going out to the West, um, they're riding in the cart with Gandalf and Frodo and Bilbo and Bilbo's like sitting there next to Frodo and he's like, Hey, do you remember that ring that I gave you? Can I, do you still have it? <laughs> it's like, no, I, uh, I lost it. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's such a shame. I, I would have loved to have held it just one last time. Yeah. And it's just like, that's the power. It's still, even though it's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It yeah, still, still holds holding him. Yeah. 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 Cause he hadn't touched it in a very, very, very long time. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, so when Gandalf the White shows up, mm-hmm. the makeover song from Clone High popped into my head. <laughs> uh, yes. And I was like, oh my God, he got a facial, he got his hair did, and he has a new outfit. He looks so good. Makeover, yep. makeover. Excellent yes. glow up. Yeah, excellent glow up indeed. Yep. You know, like he didn't look horrible before, but you know, he got the beard trimmed. It was nice and clean, you know. Yeah. Definitely He's had like polish. Like, like business Gandalf is so. ready to ready to go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's about to hit up some honeys. But, uh... <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, oh, but actually, my note about Legolas is Legolas is always around with a forward brow, making sexy faces. That's actually yeah. my note about. Legolas. <laughs> yeah, I like. Yeah. I loved his character in the books. And obviously I think Orlando Bloom is incredibly foxy despite the goofy wig, but like, he's basically a sexy lamp in most of the movies. He is. He actually, like, yes, he does do a lot of things with his, his bow and arrow and stuff, but he doesn't say a lot of words and he doesn't No, He's usually just in the the background being like, yeah, I'm I'm like, I'm the hell or I'm looking into the distance being pensive or whatever. What's the sweetest role though? He just gets to be pretty and then shoot some people. And then he just like, majestically yeah. swoops away it's like so and then he became famous and rich yeah. because of this please well, yeah like but also deal. apparently like orlando bloom is an incredible archer in real life like he'd never picked up a bow before these movies and they were like we have to like make it look good and like he was just he did like a lot of his own work they didn't have to have stunt doubles for a lot of it because he's just amazing like he'd just go out in a field and they would like toss crockery into the air and stuff and he'd blow it into pieces like he just yeah, he had a real affinity for it. So that's pretty sweet. It actually, yeah, he and Vigo Mortensen, I think, did a lot of their own stunts. Vigo because he's stubborn, and Orlando Bloom because he's a really good archer. For no, was it like one of them, like Vigo or Sean Bean or something? There's a scene in a mountain where one of them refused to get into a helicopter, so he take the long way up every day, and it, it added Sean like Bean. yeah, and it added like four yeah. hours to his day every day Terrified or something like flying. that. Yeah, yeah. That which Sean I mean Bean. is acceptable. But yeah, at the same time, be like mm, possible death, four hours. Yeah. Well, and you just really that scared, I guess. It I worked know. out. He's still yeah. kicking. He is. Well, I mean, he's yeah. dead in every movie, but yeah. yeah. Except is I think it, he doesn't take roles where he dies he anymore because he's sick of that. <laughs> yeah. Like they have, they, they're like, oh, we can get like really injured and I like, can be laid up or something, but I'm not dying anymore. Like, yeah. This is just, 
Not so enough. funny. I never recognize him in movies until I realized because of the hair. It's, <laughs> I swear Lord of the Rings messed me up because they all have long, like flowing hair. And then yeah. I see them in like other movies. I'm like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> but he's in a lot. So yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just looking over my notes. No. Oh. I was trying to find a song about Legolas, but uh, it's not on Bandcamp, and I'm a little sad. Oh, yeah, there is a nerdcore song about Legolas, isn't there? <laughs> oh, there's probably several. I yes. assume that's its own niche genre at this point. <laughs> I did love on, uh, you know, I love Alex Trebek and everything, but it was like... Um, I think it was like three years or it was even before he said he was sick and some they were they were talking and some girls part of like um, a nerdcore band and he was like I don't know what nerdcore is and uh, she explains it and she's like he's like oh you guys are a bunch of dorks and there was such a backlash on him about it and I was just like why it's fucking hilarious do you not understand the dry wit of Alex Trebek this is what you get <laughs> get over it it was great <laughs> such a good clip i loved it yes nice. oh, <laughs> we miss him so much yeah um what else so the credits for the shortest movie are the longest oh oh wait for the first movie yeah so the the first movie has 30 minutes of credits Jeez. i'm sorry what the second movie has 20 Oh and gosh. the return of the king has 22 minutes. Oh my that's god. Insane. What uh, well like oh my god. That seems like I know they had like a lot of extras and stuff but they also CGI'd in a lot of like, you know, additional like crowds and all that kind of stuff. I I, I guess like 19 minutes of it is probably like VFX people I'm assuming like there's gonna be a good chunk in there, yeah. Like walls, it's like watching it. Like if you actually watch the credits of like a Marvel movies, there's like there's literally like four minutes of just walls of names for the VFX artists. Yeah, yeah just like four columns wide. <laughs> yeah, but also five point like, font. Yeah, but also like you were talking about how some of the like that one scene doesn't stand up, but also like so much of the effects that work they did was practical or at least partly practical. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's, you know, what a studio still does all that stuff. But like, I think they were really making an effort to make sure it didn't look dated and terrible right away. And I think like, generally speaking, they succeeded. Oh yeah. There's all the set, like the bigatures are amazing. I was actually in New Zealand, like a few years after these movies came out and I saw like the exhibit in Wellington. They're amazing. Like Rivendell and stuff like Gondor, like all this, you know, they built them like tiny scale. And so now that you don't have to worry about it all looking like green screen. Cause it actually wasn't. So yeah, there's so many things that have come out within like the last five, five, 10 years that already look really dated because of that. They're just like, now nah, we're not building anything. Everything is green screen actor in front of it. But then like a year later, just like that's clearly green screen, you know, it's just not aging well. Yeah. And, a lot of companies are like, no, it'll be it'll be easier and cheaper if we do VFX. I'm like, VFX costs like five times more than building a background. Like just right. And it just doesn't hold up. Doesn't hold up. I mean, obviously, Lord of the Rings had like a budget of complete insanity because, you know, for its time, if you're going to do it, you might as well do it. But like, 
But yeah, no, uh, just, I mean, imagine how many like costume and prop people there were just to deal with like making all those like orc helmets and dressing all those people and like keeping them in line. Is it like chain mail? So much, like so many costume pieces and props and so much like cat wrangling, getting all those extras going the same direction. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I can't even imagine. Well, that's one thing I liked (laughs) about it is like, yeah, you had these huge epic battles and stuff that have like thousands and thousands of people, but like they, they actually had like, 500 extras yeah so so when you do have those scenes it doesn't look like every other person is like a stamp copy of each other it's like no there's there's a it's a huge section so your eyes not picking up on like duplications or anything because it's too wide for your eye to have to look at it whereas you watch like some other movies and you see a large crowd you're like oh it's every three people right or like there's five rows of people and the rest of it looks like a box of crayons. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, they totally avoided that. Also, I really loved what they did with the sound. I'm a, I'm a nerd. Uh, but the we were no, talking he- about this when we were watching the third one <laughs> that like when they have the orc armies and stuff and they're all like chanting and like it's like a big, deep, like scary sound. Right. And you can't just produce that. Even the extras couldn't do it. So what they did was they. uh they took over the like stadium during one of the New Zealand rugby team games and they got like, it was like a sold out crowd or whatever. And they just like, were like, hello, I'm Peter Jackson. We need you to like chant for us. So everyone who was at the game that day is like in the movie doing all the orc chanting and stuff, which I thought was that's super, super cool. That is like, very cool. Where do you find a crowd that's already hyped? And we'll just be like, yeah, we'll holler for you. Like, yeah. And you know, they're, they're drunk. They're going to yell at the top of their yeah. lungs. They're yeah. I was like, it. they're just yeah. like, yeah, rugby hooligans. Here we go. <laughs> so yeah, so there's like an entire stadium of thousands of people doing all of that like background sound noise, which is like probably like probably unnecessary, but also just like adds to the like layers of the movie and how like careful they were to make sure it was as cool as it could be. So yeah, if that stadium's anything like you know the ACC or something like that, they got mics suspended all around for like, you know, measuring volumes and stuff. Cause they do like the stuff on the, on the big TV where it's like, make some noise. And then they have like the decibel meter and that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think, I believe, I think it's an open air stadium, but it's like, but it's, yeah, the New Zealand rugby team and like yeah. the all blacks are a big deal down there. So mm-hmm. yeah. I like it. Anyway. That's, that's a good cool. tidbit. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Talking about the, the music too. It's like there's there's a motif like for for most things you got the you got the horns and drums for the the urukai you got um the like the rings theme uh which is like that that one's prevalent like pretty much throughout the whole show that's the one that's like the flute or whatever yeah the yep that one yep. Oh my God! Uh, Zoom just popped up and it said, "Is there music playing? Set up professional audio in audio settings." <laughs> You're doing it right. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> oh my God. Um, yeah. Um, what yes. other, what other themes were there? Those are the main two that stick out in my head. Um, the Arwen and Aragorn have one as well. Yeah, Rohan has like a um, like a Celtic. Oh well, the Shire has a, a like upbeat Celtic theme. Yeah, and then Rohan also has maybe maybe less Celtic, more um, 
Norse? Yeah, Norse. That's the word. Thank you. <laughs> Are you pointing north of Ireland? What's happening? Yeah, yeah. You're, you're going like <laughs> this way on the map. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I assume Gondor had one, but like, you don't really spend too much time in Gondor. And when you yeah. are there, there's a giant ass battle happening. So I don't think there was, there was really much of something there. Right. And also you're there like when, when he's crowned, like there, there's a variation of the Arwen Aragorn theme. I yeah. think Gondor's theme. So yeah. But yeah, no, the soundtracks are incredible. Uh, to be honest, they're, um, the soundtrack of this, was noticeable but it did not stick out to me in any way really like I mean I have like the main Shire theme in my head or the you know that kind of stuff but while watching it and stuff happening like yeah when he blew, blows the horn I'm like oh it's a horn oh it's a drum but the music wasn't like oh like that's really good sound I love the I love the um the score of this and you know you really feel it I was like ah, all right sure <laughs> I'm I'm horrible I know I just it's to be honest I often the first time I watch a movie don't really notice the score which is super ironic given that I work in music (laughs) (laughs) anyway um but yeah I don't yeah I couldn't like hum most of the specific themes but I know them when I hear them having seen these movies more than once and also if you just like put on the written the the thing like the main theme out of nowhere I will probably like start feeling a feeling and being like wait is this Lord of the Rings yeah. <laughs> like it's very distinct Lord yeah. of the Rings sound yeah 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 like though I think the films have a very distinct sound to them which is great yeah. um because there are definitely uh some like uh like sci-fi and advent like um fantasy adventure films that lose something because they don't have their own feel to them uh whereas these definitely have like a feel to it but like with you i can't i cannot hum a sound song or anything from this you know be like oh what does that part sound like it sounds like this i can't i can't do it like it's just yeah not there but if you play something i'd be like i think that's lord of the rings it's fine yeah yeah Mm -hmm. i mean there's so much going on like audibly and visually in this movie that you could watch it a thousand times these movies you could watch them a thousand times and still be surprised by details right like yeah they're, they definitely one have- of the reasons they're so beautiful and they're so like they're enduring because mm-hmm. yeah you can just yeah, the going. world is not empty no. right yeah. because uh, like i find uh especially like epics like this it's like there's no there's no people anywhere unless it's the person that they're talking to and you're like "Eh, this place is empty like whatever and it's like but you're focusing on the story and if the story is good you don't notice it but then you know later on you pay attention to more of it and stuff like that and you're just like why is there nobody in this world like why is there (laughs) nobody there (laughs) and it can be a little frustrating but it, it usually has to do with like budgeting and making sure the scenes are smaller so you can you know do the fancy thing later on and all that kind of stuff but yeah no they had the money they're like we're doing all of the things and they did all of the things well yeah like once the first movie was such a success they just kind of did what they were gonna do and the studio was like well (laughs) i guess this is happening yeah because you know they're like yeah 
they got to sort of write their own ticket after fellowship was like such a massive success, mm-hmm. which like- is good because that, you know, got us the movies that we have. But yeah, yeah. P- Peter Jackson, <laughs> there's an interview with him where he talks about how he really wanted to premiere one of the movies in Wellington. So at, when the second one was released and he was doing press, he like there was some big like, you know, the studio set up some big press conference or whatever. And he just announced that they were going to premiere Return of the King at the, the whatever theater in Wellington. And the studio was just like, well, it's news to us, but I guess it's happening now. <laughs> and it worked. They did. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's, it's better to beg for forgiveness than ask for permission. Yeah, exactly. exactly. He was like, they're never going to let me do it. So it's just like, this is happening. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Peter Jackson. And now I'm like Peter Jackson. So I'm doing it. I don't know. That makes me laugh. Um, so I, I do have one thing about uh, these movies uh, because this movie in Return of the King there's lots of battle sequences and there's yeah. a lot of like um, you know talking to the soldiers to get them like ready for battle and stuff and yeah. anytime I see scenes like that where it's like a dude in front of like 30,000 people and he's all just like we are gonna yeah. go forth and we are gonna win and blah 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 and I'm like 10 people here heard what you said Nobody I don't know what, I don't know what people are cheering about your speech was epic but the guy in the third row was just like what what is he saying? Oh, are we going? Okay, I'll follow that guy. I like that's all that's happening. I like that the guy, the army from Rohan, they have like they have the flag and they have the guys on the horses, like going. So it's like nobody heard shit, but they all are like, ah, ah, yes, this we're doing the yeah, thing. Yeah, we realize. Yeah. yeah. And then they had the horns to make sure. Yes. yes. Yeah. So, yes. They're those are not subtle. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. No, I was just thinking, I just think the epic speeches are funny because they're wasted oh, on yeah. everybody. Nope. But <laughs> yeah, nobody can hear fuck all. Yeah. But, you know, except us as the audience. Mm-hmm. Lucky us in the front row seat. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I just love the Battle of Helm's Deep so much. Like that's that's why the second movie is my favorite. And like that feeling where like everything seems like, you know, it's there's no way anyone is going to like live till morning or whatever. And then the elves show up. Like I remember seeing that in the theater and being like, <gasps> and like seal clapping, like a small child, just like, Oh my God, they're not going to all die horribly. Like, obviously I'd read the books. I knew it was going to happen. And it was still like, it's still such a good moment. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I, just, I think there's, even when you know what's going to happen, there's something about the visualization of the thing happening where you're just like, yes you know like, yeah. it's happening it's doing that and thing. it happens twice too because the elves show up first and then you know they're whatever and then when gandalf shows up like it and mm. even the characters knew that was supposed to happen and still it was like oh wow <laughs> well hope. i think but yeah. i think they knew that was gonna happen but the sun hadn't risen yet and until they saw the first rays of sun they were just like we're gonna die because yeah. they, they weren't sure how long which is fair because you know, they were getting messed yeah, up. yeah. <laughs> like, the fortress was not going to hold as advertised so like nope. you know whatever but yeah i don't know just like the yeah the like bursts of like hope and joy in that battle sequence just like speak to my marshmallow heart i don't know <laughs> <laughs> um so you had said that you've changed your mind and you think Two Towers is your favorite movie. Now, is it because of these bursts of hope or is it because of of like something else or overall in them why you've cha- you changed your opinion? Well, 
I did. Jess is the one who changed her opinion on um, that. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was okay. Yeah. No, I didn't. It wasn't really until the last two watches that I, mm-hmm. I just really enjoyed. I just really enjoyed uh, seeing Mary and Pippin go off. Um, and I like that <laughs> these trees and these two hobbits took down. Isengard. Isengard. Thank you. Uh, Sauron? Saruman. Saruman. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know. That's one of my favorite. And yes, I do actually really enjoy the battle scene that you were talking about. Because I think the third movie always... There's so many, there's like, we forgot about we the forgot last. We forgot about a whole battle. <laughs> we forgot about a battle. The like end where they go to more. And I was like, you were like, no, because I was like, no, there's another battle. And you were like, no, there's this not. Is and the I was like, final battle. There is. Like, no, 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 wait. There's a they whole go and one. see the, the, the creepy guard of Mordor. They, they go fight like, at the Black Gate. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And the guy has no eyes. Do you remember me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The scary the helmet. And then they just. Oh, kind of, yeah, the, oh yeah, he has no lips either. You like treat off his lips or whatever. To the to the yeah, to your point about how nobody hears the speeches. I think it's Gimli who like they like chop the guy's head off and he's like, Well, I guess negotiations are over. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, you just realize that like he has probably no idea what's going on. He's just like, I'm ready and waiting. And it's like, oh yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. Thanks, Aragon. We're we're doing it. But um yeah. Uh, was uh was that guy that they talked that they like parlay with? Um was he in the standard edition? Because I don't, I don't remember him. No, I idea. don't either. I haven't seen those since they so in so long. Like I don't know. I don't remember him. He and... must have been though, right? Like how else does that scene hang together? <laughs> yeah. Do they just yeah. stand outside and like? I don't know. I, I feel like it, the scene is just cut, and then you see like. Aragorn and them riding back to the army and then it's just like then the gates open and the orcs come out oh, oh so yeah it's like more I... like they show up and the orc army is just like we're gonna fuck you up compared to okay. yeah they show up there's a parlay and then the, you know they've killed the messenger so then the army comes out yeah kind of thing okay that, that's at least that's how I remember it I could be very yeah, mistaken it seems likely but I don't know I I've always had a hard time with the third movie because it just goes on forever because it's like three movies it, it is and you're like oh the battles won the rain then you're like there's still another half an hour yeah, yeah. okay no it's like it's like a good hour after that like it's nonsense <laughs> um no because like so i too forgot about that battle because i thought the battle with like the giant elephants and the, the yeah battle. i, I thought, thought that was like the final battle but it's not i thought that was final battle as well and well, so and i was just like and i'm sitting there going like Oh, but they haven't dropped the ring in the thing yet. What? Are, oh, is this the part where it gets like super boring and I get frustrated by this? Oh, okay, not quite, but pretty close. Um, and then they're just like, "Oh, we're going to distract the eye," and I was like, "All right." Uh, I don't know. It was fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think it's interesting that like the guard of mortar, like he's that's the first time we see him, isn't it? Like it's just yeah. suddenly it's just just huge dude with no eyes, and I'm like, "Where did you come from?" Well, I think I think we haven't like we've been in mortar where the like the orcs are being birthed and all that kind of stuff, but we haven't been like you know in the ranks of Mordor, like yeah, where, you know, yeah. just so, in the tower with Sam and Frodo and like yeah. So when the, we get there and somebody's at the gate, it's kind of expected somebody's at the gate, but there would have been no reason for you to meet him before that. No, I 
I mean, apart from having forgotten that battle entirely, once it started, and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot how they immediately are surrounded. And I was just like, again, even though I know exactly what happens because I've seen and read the books and like, whatever, I was just like, I was just like clutching my pillow. Like, I, this is not good. <laughs> like, fight on all sides. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I had like a physical reaction where I was just like, oh no. So yeah. Um, okay, since we're already talking about Return of the King, I have a problem with (laughs) part of the battle at, um, Gondor. Gondor? Yeah. Minus Drith? The White City. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, You're saying words at me and I'm like, I don't know (laughs) what those mean. The White City. Yes. So there is... Uh, a scene where the the orcs make it to the wall. They're, the backup hasn't shown up yet, um, but the orcs cannot get that fucking gate down. And they're like, ramming it, ramming it, ramming it. And they, yeah. what did they yell for? They yell for the, the, uh, the wolf's head? The ra- ram's head. The, no, it's a wolf's head. The wolf's head? It's the wolf's it head. Is a, it is a wolf's head, but they call it something because it's a battering ram, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty right. sure they called it the wolf. <laughs> and it looks it looks like a boar also. No, it looks like no, it looks like a wolf. Does it? Uh, yeah. It looks like a boar to me. Like it looks like a wolf lying down. He's got fire in his mouth and stuff. Got like a turned up nose. I'm I think the turned up nose is what's making me think that it's a as a boar. A I don't boar, know. Yeah. It's very metal, whatever it is. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm like 98% <laughs> sure it's it's called the wolf's head. Anyway, I don't even know why I can't find my note. I knew I wrote, wrote it down somewhere. Okay. But anyway, so my note about it is you have an orc army, right? And you have Saruman and Sauron. And everything up until that point is not adorned with anything. It looks like scraps of stuff put together. Even like the rand they're using is just like a, a tree with like some metals shoved at the end, yeah. right? And then all of a sudden they have this ornately guild created, beautiful metalwork thing <laughs> that they have brought with them to ram this door. And I'm just like, whoever designed this had nothing to do with the creation of anything to do with the orcs until they're like, hey, draw us this thing. And I was so frustrated. I don't understand why, but if you have a a like a, a group of people who clearly have no care for aesthetics or want, and they just create things built out of necessity using scraps and things they pick up along the way, they're not going to stop and make a beautifully intricate metalwork ram thing to ram a door it makes no sense and it makes me <laughs> well, angry i mean oh no it yeah no they did make it i don't know i was gonna say they probably just stole it from somebody else but mm. I, I don't know it, yes. it could have also like possibly come from the south where i feel like they're a little more into the arts and crafts but they do those it's called the it is called the wolf's head uh long it had been forging in the dark smithies of mordor (laughs) according to the one wiki to rule them all (laughs) (laughs) like but so to me like even if it had been forging for a long time i think it would just be a giant metal rod not 
you know, like the way they have it in, in the like this this thing is a crouching wolf, you know, that's got like cool eyes and cool teeth, and you yeah. can see like swirls of the fur going along the sides of it, and it's got like feet with claws, and like it is very intricately done. It, it just does not make sense in the aesthetic. And I have no idea why, but I started like screaming at this. What the, what is this? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Why is this thing here? Oh, you know, because like if it was part of like the the Gondor army or something like that, it would make sense because if you see their clothes, they're gilded, they're adorned, it would make sense for them to make something like this. But the the army for Mordor makes no sense at all. I, this is why design and creation of these things are so important because it has to make sense and it doesn't and oh I, I mean you know obviously I'm not a designer of Mordor but like I would I would assume that the creation of that well predates the creation of the army that's standing in front of it like okay. the war thing kind of took them by surprise as well like they Mordor wasn't actively attacking Gondor until they realized that they were about to lose possession of the ring, right? Like, and, you know, all those scenes of, like, orcs bubbling out of pods, like, they really, like, stepped up production and were just, like, throwing guys at the front line as cannon fodder effectively, right? So, Mm. obviously, they're not going to have, like, you know, fancy Praetorian guard outfits or whatever if you just, like, yanked them out of a puddle of ooze and shoved them into the path of a cannon so like mortar wasn't trying to yeah put together an army they were just like trying to you know roll with what was happening whereas a big weapon like that obviously would have been under construction for a long time and if you know the purpose was as a battering ram but also the purpose is to scare the absolute stuffing out of anyone who sees it right who's not on your side to be honest like Anything that size coming through a door, whether it has a face or not, would have been scary. Oh, but it doesn't even have to get to the door. Like, I don't know about you. I wasn't in Gondor and I was looking at that thing 50 feet out and being like, Ooh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like, I mean, you're not wrong. Uh, too. Right? Like, I'm sure that they have encountered people who were just like, everybody open the gate and run for it, like down the tunnels, let them take it. Cause yeah, it's a snarling wolf's head battering ram full of fire. That's fucking terrifying. All I'm saying is the designers should have just rethought it slightly. That's fair. That's all I'm saying. I'm but I don't, I don't understand history. I found that it's like, it's in the, in the book and that's why mm-hmm. it's included it. But yeah. Yeah, it's probably something I have to write, read like four books to understand why it was created that way. Yeah, probably. You have to yeah. do a lot of homework on questions like that, I'm afraid. Yeah, but also that. it would be kind of sad, like visually, if somebody with a big log knocked down Minas Tirith. <laughs> well, I mean, that's... <laughs> something you know to match the grandeur of the city would no but i was thinking more along the lines of like so the wolf's head is is fully made of metal right but if they didn't do all that intricacy it could have just been like a gigantic solid just solid piece of metal that would have done exactly the same thing um but even if it looked like a wolf's head but wasn't so um ornate ornate or precisely done like even if it looked like it was like like they like they just like dripped metal on it and it kind of looks like a wolf who would make more sense but it was just so ornate and so carefully 
crafted. It just looked overly done for the society and the people that they've shown, or people in quotation marks, that they've shown that is that is Mordor, right? It just didn't, it didn't make sense in that space to me. The Metal Workers Union of Mordor has a real stranglehold on the local economy, apparently. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why everybody else had looked like they had scraps because everything was going into the, uh, the wolf's head yep. there. Yeah, <laughs> to- totally get it. Totally get it. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. All right. Well, you're entitled to your pet peeve. I think that's a particularly weird one, but that's yeah. just my opinion. No. I don't. I, I don't understand. It just, it just <laughs> I also have a mild gripe with that scene. Oh yes. Um. So so earlier in the show, they they show the 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 main gate opening and closing, and they got these chains running through it that drop like pegs into the ground. Mm-hmm so that the the bottom of the door doesn't give way when it is getting rammed. Yeah. So then they they bring in the wolf's head and the wolf's head's a lot higher up so it can break it can break the upper portion. But as soon as like as soon as they break through the upper portion, the doors just swing open at the bottom. So <laughs> like somebody that, that's, to that's my them. that's my pet yeah. for that scene. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. That's yeah. sloppy. Mm-hmm. I've never noticed, but that is sloppy. But th- I'm sorry. but that's not the only <laughs> sloppy yeah, thing. That's not the only sloppy thing that they've done because um so this has this is not at the no, it is actually happening during the battle, isn't it? Where the dude's trying to burn his son and oh my God. he gets set on fire or whatever. But yeah. he yeah. gets set on fire and the distance he has to run from the doors of where he's burning to <laughs> jump over the edge, I'm like. Either he would have put himself out running that far or he would have died 10 steps out the door. Like that is. Yeah. And also he, from the way they cut it, he got there real fast. Like really, really. Also, fast. I'm pretty sure there's a pool of water between like between the door and the cliff. I'm there pretty is. sure there's a pool of water there where the tree is. Yes. Yeah. There there's a reflecting yeah. pool. So, yeah, that whole scene was a little hanky because, I mean, yeah. yeah, as you say, he was like drenched in kerosene or whatever, but also, yeah, he would have like either died or. Or he would have jumped in the pool that's right there to well, wash himself off. I mean, he was pretty determined to go kamikaze given that he just about toasted his son for no reason. So, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, he had some and, major uh, mental health issues. He sure did. Sure. <laughs> he was the worst. I'm sorry. Oh, it was, 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 it was the worst. Who was it? Somebody kept saying it's like, oh, oh, Gandalf told uh when he was like leaving the city and he was like you know you're don't leave you're gonna just get you and your 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 fellow soldiers killed or whatever when yeah yeah sends him back out and he was just like he's like your father loves you i'm like no he doesn't yeah like no (laughs) no 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 this man is trying to get that you whole killed, scene pissed him. me off. I felt bad for the Faramir. Yes. Yeah. like, dude, your father's nuts. Just stop trying to get his approval. It yeah, ain't happening. Seriously. Like, give <laughs> up and move on. That guy move is on. Like, crazy. He's mm. nuts at that point. He's lost and, his plot. And also, though, like, I really it impressed me that like this is like a total weird aside, but Boromir and Faramir were obviously very close and like they got along and they loved each other and they had like a solid relationship, which considering who their father was and what he was like is like absolutely shocking. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of what we see of Boromir is him giving into weakness, but it sounds like under normal circumstances, he was actually like incredibly well adjusted and loving. So mm-hmm. sorry about your life, buddy. And even yeah. sorry about your death and how it came about because mm-hmm. yeah. he seemed like he was like pretty good people. <laughs> so Boromir was Sean Bean, right? 
Yeah. 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 Okay. So I must admit when they did show the one scene before Boromir had left to, for the ring thing and whatever, and it showed yeah. them together and he was like, no, you know, Faramir. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Faramir. Yeah. Um, and he was all like, no, it's your victory. Blah, blah, blah. He was bolstering his, his brother and the dad shows up and he like goes to the yeah. dad and he's like, no, this is Faramir's fight. And like the I dad mean. was an asshole. But Boromir also didn't defend his brother after his dad started being an asshole. Like he was just like, hey, check this out. He's like, I disagree. And he's just like, eh. Well, that's how that kind of shitty t- family dynamic tends to work. Works. But like yeah. Faramir and Boromir were obviously solid. It was their father who yeah. was the problem, right? Like yes. probably maybe yeah. tried that before and didn't get anywhere. So he's just like, it's not even worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Made no sense. Also, clearly he respected and loved his father, which is strange. Yeah. So Daddy is a bit too obsessed with you. That and guy? not a good yeah. leader. Oh my god. No. Nutcase, obviously. No. Those tomatoes were very messy. Oh god. Oh, oh yeah, why? I just this, forgot about that. that <laughs> and the poor him having to sing while he's like <laughs> like, oh god. Yeah, that was another one where I was like hiding behind my cushion for an entirely different reason. Yeah. Just like I have really obviously forgotten something. Obviously. <laughs> and I'm not sure. I want you to explain it to me. I don't <laughs> or okay. he, no. he sends his only remaining son to de- his death, basically, and then sits down for lunch and is just like, oh, what he's eating. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And he's got like the tomato juice. Oh, it's so gross. <laughs> so gross. It's awful. Okay, yes. <laughs> everything about that man is repulsive. Like, it except sure for is. his fur coat, I don't think there's yeah. one redeeming thing about nope. him. He's a weasel. He's yeah. weak. He's. Mm-hmm obsessed and awful parent awful awful he's actually he's actually more how i pictured um uh the king of uh rohan to be well under the influence of worm tongue oh okay yeah but he just more seemed like like uh, he was like shut down compared to dusty like literally and figuratively dusty But he was like he was so cut. He, he was dusty. Yeah. He, he was, was crusty. Crusty. Yeah. Crusty. Yeah. He was crusty. He was really gross. It was. He was taken over. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was nuts. By worm man. Worm tongue. Yes. Worm tongue. So yeah. my question about that. So like I know the worm tongue is from Saruman, but how was he able to infect or take him over? Was it because so, of the other dude? I, I think that was something from the movies because I, I don't think it was like Wormtongue was definitely like working for Saruman. And he, I, in my memory of the books, he more so just poisons the king's mind. Yeah. So I have a question. I have a question. I thought Wormtongue was the spell, but Wormtongue is the name of the dude? Is the guy. Yeah, yeah the worm dude. He, he literally has a name. His name is Grimo Wormtongue. Yeah. I assume that was not the surname with which he was born, but okay. that is how he was referred he to in Rohan. fake Because madness. he's, yeah, he's... Yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. I, a couple of things have gone bing in my brain all of a sudden. I'm good. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. so it, uh, that like that right. like fight when like uh, when Gandalf walks in and like smacks him on the head uh, and like pushes him up on the chair with magic or whatever, 
and he's he's like he's like exercising Saruman from him. Like I I'm pretty confident that wasn't in the books. It was just it was Wormtongue speaking lies into the king's ear, and then the king acting on that information. Who and so he like he expels like um, that one the one guy from yeah. the kingdom and uh, you know all that stuff. And then it like when like once Gandalf shows up and they get rid of Wormtongue, um, then that's when the king starts to like become more healthy and like actually do kingly things the proper way mm-hmm. type I, thing as opposed to like the the exorcism that happened in the movies yeah because yeah, he gets better in like three seconds like yeah you know well, i think they lead you to believe there's some magic there and i think maybe that's to make the king look a bit more redeemable in the movie because mm-hmm. like then we would have been like oh he's just a shitty king that let this slimy asshole like talk him to like his nephew kick his nephew out of the kingdom right that's essentially mm-hmm. it so, but also yeah because his son dies and he doesn't son react, die he doesn't right? react. Like, so yeah. i think they they chose i think peter jackson chose to do that just to, to make, make him, him a bit more redeemable yeah he's much more sympathetic he's sympathetic yeah. yeah that if he was under an actual spell an actual magic i guess yeah, yeah. i guess that makes a lot more sense yeah, because you can kind of tell from like what happens afterwards where he's like convinced that Gondor won't help them and he doesn't want to light the beacons and he's like, oh, we'll be fine. It helps you. Like you can tell that he's like, he doesn't want to go along with what Gandalf wants and that he has like serious doubts about the whole thing, but eventually he does like make the right choice. Uh-huh. But you can sort of see how somebody would be able to like get him going in the wrong direction because he's already sort of listing that way himself. I mean, <laughs> Which is fair. I mean, it's fair because look who's at Gondor, right? Like, I yeah, I wouldn't have yeah. much faith in that dude either. Like, that is a good point. Like, they obviously, as leaders of each kingdom, they know each other. So it's probably yeah. like, oh, God, he's never going to come to our defense. He's yeah. illegal. Yeah. Where was Gondor when the Westfold fell? Right, yeah, sorry, not light the beat. Yeah, no, he was, yeah, yeah. I'm mixing the two up, but they, uh, but yeah, like he didn't have a lot of faith. In, and as you say, that's fair. Denethor is a nightmare. So yeah. And doesn't trouble to hide it. Yeah. Burning your own son alive. That's, that's that a new, that's really a new one for me. That's really yeah. And he didn't seem to realize he was alive at first. So like, but then he didn't pull back on the plan when it was pointed out to him. So like, no, he was Wait, double funnel. Who didn't see who was alive at first? When Denethor is building the funeral pyre for Faramir, who is not dead. Oh, yes. Yeah. You think he is dead already. And then I wonder if it's, then it's pointed out to him that he's still alive. And he's like, eh, no. well, we got this far. No, man. and there's also a part where he looks down and he's moving. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 But I, mean, I, actually, I actually think it has more to do with the fact that he hates him so much that he's like, I'm not leaving this shit to you. If I'm going to die, you're going to die. Oh yeah, for sure. I also also wonder if it's a bit to do that, like he was clearly confusing him with Boromir, like he was delusion, actually delusional, Mm -hmm. and that so he was so convinced because Boromir was dead. I wonder if that played a bit into it. I don't know if I'm just reading, but he he was just like because at first he thought his son was alive. Remember at that, like he like oh yeah, he he sees him in like the background or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's just so in love with his one son that he's the best end all be all in the world. 
Mm-hmm. The other one who's just perfectly like capable is right there. Fairmer is delightful. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, I kept talking and I kept thinking about um, three hundred because there's also like um, there's also a scene in is it in three K in Return of the King where they're like, well, who's ever heard of three hundred people? It's just three hundred of us holding back ten thousand of them, and I was just like, you're from three hundred, and you're saying this out loud <laughs> in this movie. I'm just like, okay. We, we get it but it's 300 no 300 came out after this didn't it yeah okay. yeah but anyways i was still so like that was funny yeah yes. how it, yeah. <laughs> it kind of went together kind of thing <laughs> so yes Cute. um also it just occurred to me because i pulled up like the actor list for um uh two towers and uh worm dude worm tongue worm tongue was i saw his like his regular picture and i was like <gasps> He was in Star Trek. He was in Voyager. There you go. There's another person. Gotcha. There you go. Sorry. It has to do it. Excellent. <laughs> no, but there's no way it's just Carl Urban. I was like, there's so such no, a large cast. So there's such a large cast. Yeah. It has to be crossover somewhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. probably tons. I just, I was just so uninterested in paying attention, even though like I had to like fight myself to like watch it. And I was just like, <laughs> But even in some of the big battle sequences, like I found they're so long and so continuous that I found it uninteresting. I, but, I there, but there were also battle sequences that they didn't show that I'm like, why didn't you show a piece of this battle sequence, for example? Like, because you know when they go up in the mountains and they get like the dead army to join and then they stop the ships um, and the, the they take over. Yeah. Like, I really kind of wish we saw a little bit of that because all you saw was like charge. And then that was it. And I was like, Oh, I want to see, you know, what the ships are like, or like, well, let's see this. Whatever. Screaming like little girls as they get overrun. By I ghosts. assume it would just yeah. be <laughs> screaming. And that would have been fine, but I just wanted to see like a little bit of it. You know what I mean? Compared sure. to like the Hoth battle going on, which is like, they showed the whole thing. And I was just like, just get the legs. Just get the legs. I wanted the dead army to come faster. There was a point there where I was like, this is going on. I know he's going to come with the dead army. Can we get there? And I assume that's more the extended edition just to be like, I know it's coming and this is feeling tedious. Right. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, sometimes it's tough when like, yeah, when you actually know what's happening, but you expect it, like it gives you expectations. So then it feels like a longer movie. If you think like a battle is about to happen and then you have to like wait through half an hour or whatever. Yes. Yeah. It's, it can be, I mean, I don't mind. Like I love them, but yeah, see how sometimes that can mess you up. If you know, if you're not familiar enough that you know, like where you are in the story. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I kept expecting the next scene to be the one with the big spider. And then like, two hours later she showed up and i was like i also forgot about the big spider um and then the spider showed up and i was like i'm a spider i don't watch that scene i was waiting for that scene to happen for so long yeah um also i think the extended edition has a bigger fight with sam in it yes so when the thing takes down uh frodo and Sam finds him, the spider comes back out and like, and they, they have like a, like a fight. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No. And then he, he finds like the light thing or whatever. And like, he like gets it back yeah. or whatever. And he stabs it in like the abdomen and it's all like, ow. and then orcs show up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a whole mess. 
yeah I don't watch that scene I don't like spiders (laughs) I I actually I actually like I was sitting there going I was like I thought for some reason I was looking at it I was like I thought this was in Harry Potter <laughs> I don't. Is there a spider in Harry Potter? Oh, uh, yes. there's a whole village of oh, them in the forest. Yeah. Okay. Aragorn. Aragorn. What's his name? What's the spider? Neither of those that you yeah. just said. Uh, Sh- Shillog. No. 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 In Harry Potter, there's, oh, in a, Harry Potter. there's a spot. There's a spider with an A name that sounds like art. Anyway, whatever. Anyway, you're not wrong. They're big spiders, and they're everywhere. Okay. Yeah. All right. I don't know. I was a little confused. Um, Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know. And then, That's, you know, there's the ending that just never ends in this movie. I guess so. Like, uh, I feel like the spider scene was another time where I was just like hollering at the screen, just like, Sam, your situational awareness is for shit. Look over your shoulder. Like, damn. Yeah. Check your sticks, bro. I mu- like, I must admit, the scene where um where uh, where Frodo gets like stabbed in the stomach. Yeah. by the spider that scene specifically when he turns around and you hear like the you don't even see it go in you just hear like a like a a very wet like you know kind of sound yeah. like all i can think of is just like oh my god that must hurt so much <laughs> is all i could think yeah. but then also there's a thing where some spiders when they do sting you like that and like they've captured you what the the poison and the it's also an enzyme being injected into you so it starts dissolving your insides and i was mm. like hmm, that would have been fun yes i don't know no. your idea of yeah. fun no. are very different yeah yeah because yeah, what happens <laughs> is so their insides get dissolved and literally the spider just like sucks it all out like a nice no. peep oh, soup, yeah. you know that's yeah. fucking why do you know that <laughs> Usually spiders are really small and this happens to like flies and gnats. Okay. I'm sorry. Right. Yes. And you I, know I have random general knowledge for no reason. It happens. It's not your fault. I accidentally watched arachnophobia as a seven-year-old and have carried this trauma with me into <laughs> adulthood. So I think I called Tracy. I honestly think I got arachnophobia from watching arachnophobia. Honestly, I apparently I hid downstairs and watched it. My mom caught me and I had nightmares for weeks. She told me after, I don't remember this. And she was like, you've been terrified ever since. And I'm like, and I've had, I've owned snakes and stuff. Like I'm not, I've had every animal under the sun, but spiders, I used to sell tarantulas. I don't like them. Uh So yeah. yeah. Trauma. Yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a huge, I don't mind bugs as long as they don't touch me. Just don't more, touch me. More than four legs, less than one. Don't trust it. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm okay with them usually individually. It's the large quantities that freak me out. That freak you out. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like, like if you saw one spider house, I'll kill it. But if like, I see like a massive hill of ants, like come they'll be like, Bleh. Mm. yeah. That kind of yeah. I don't I don't freak out unless they touch me. I don't care about bugs, but I don't like being outnumbered. Also, I'm like catnip for mosquitoes, so sometimes I have like shrieking freakouts when they surround my head. (laughs) I I have been on some interesting hikes. They do. (laughs) I'm like over here being like, I'm cool, and you're like, "Eh," and I'm like, they really like you. I once got so many mosquito bites while sitting next to a group of people. I was the only one bitten, and I got so many mosquito bites I had an allergic reaction. 
They like love people, crazy. some people. Yeah. Can't be. I've never had an actual allergic reaction, but yeah, I've, I've gotten pretty close. Like I have like welts. It's ugh. yeah. It's unpleasant. And um, okay. that's how, also how I discovered there's something called skin ulcers. Those aren't fun either. Don't, I, don't get that. <laughs> also like- don't look up pictures. It's really um, oh. viscous. <laughs> that's the second time you've word, used that word today and i would like to request that there is not a third <laughs> okay fine it's they're very moist is that better no, not better oh, why not you better. do that lateral movement best you are the worst <laughs> you're welcome you're very very welcome <laughs> um yeah. so uh yeah any more uh i don't know comments about these movies because i don't want to talk about the 35 endings okay i i I was just gonna say i counted five distinct endings okay um so there there was the eagles at mount doom yeah there was uh frodo wakes up in rivendell Mm -hmm. uh aragorn getting crowned king Uh yeah uh the return home and then i have in parentheses these three movies were only 13 months (laughs) um and then uh, Journey into the West. Uh, and a, a, a sub-note there that Gandalf has his white staff back that the Nazgul shattered. shattered. Oh, Which also doesn't make any sense. You think he yeah. regenerated it? How does I mean, work? yeah, he probably just made a new one or whatever. Yeah, but... He might have taken one from the Tower of Isengard as well. Oh, that's true, because the Tower of Isengard has, like... Saruman has been thoroughly, thoroughly evicted and he was Gandalf's mentor, right? So Yeah, but he also had like staves from like the seven wizards or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, he probably pulled also, it out of the archives in Isengard. That was like yeah. many months too. So he had definitely had a chance to go on a mission to find himself a new staff. So mm, yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's five endings. You're right. Five chances. And then they just kept going. <laughs> Mm-hmm. yeah every time the scene faded to black i was like it's de- oh god it's back <laughs> <laughs> yeah no they don't uh they don't yeah because the worst part is not they don't just like cut right and they start oh yeah yeah they fade and you're like oh it's over and then you know it comes back and you're just like the, why why are one, you doing this the only one that really got me you know because i've seen it before is um while they're still at Mount Doom, like they they escape Mount Doom and then they jump onto like a rock that's you know evading a lava flow. Mm-hmm. And Frodo and Sam they have like a, a nice little conversation. It's like okay, great job's done, good job everyone. And then it fades to black. Yeah. And then it fades back in, and it's like a slightly further out shot. And that's when the eagles come. Mm-hmm. That one got me. I completely forgot about that one. <laughs> uh uh, to be honest i blinked at that point Mm -hmm. um blink as in i was picking up my phone looking at some shit (laughs) and then all of a sudden it did it did a fade in and he was in um the bed in the with the elves or whatever and i was like how the fuck did he get there i'm like is there a thing with it i'm not rewinding i'm not (laughs) i'm just gonna there was a little bit of deus ex hackana in that particular transition yes yes Yes. (laughs) there's actually that that reminds me um i think elijah wood uh tweeted like somebody was complaining about uh you know air travel or whatever and elijah was just like you know 
the the people at the gate have no control of when the plane arrives. Why are you getting angry at them? And then somebody replied and it was like, let's be fair. You've been pretty privileged with air travel. And then it's this shot of Mount Doom <laughs> with the Eagle. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty good. That's delightful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I do have to admit when he does wake up in, in bed or whatever and, I know it's supposed to be a joyous moment and stuff, and that's why him and Gandalf start laughing and whatever. But that comes off real creepy. It made me really that really seems a bit bananas. Yeah, they because didn't want like, any dialogue, so instead it like turns into a to weird, a weird like, giggle yeah. fest. party giggle fest. But yeah. like, like when like uh, Mary and Pippin show up and they're like, "Oh my god, you're awake!" and they jump and they're laughing and they're they're chatting yeah. to each other. I'm like. That makes sense. But that Gandalf Frodo laughing thing, I'm just like, it, it's more like, um, uh, like, you know, when something horrible is happening to you and you start laughing, this manic laugh of like, yeah. everything's going to be okay. Like, that's what it came across as. Yeah. And it was well, very uncomfortable. Both spent quite a while thinking the other one was dead. <laughs> so i could see that the first time they were face to face they might have some big feelings they don't quite oh, know yeah that's true because like that's the first time that frodo and gandalf see each other since partway through the first movie yeah frodo watched gandalf die yeah exactly <laughs> and then he wakes up somewhere he doesn't expect and there's gandalf yeah yeah right oh, and gandalf yeah. spent a lot of time thinking that the quest had failed and frodo was dead so like or about to be hideously murdered, so. Well, I think it has more to do with, they knew that Frodo was in Mount Doom when it started going nuts. And so when it blew up, they assumed he- He like, went with it. Like they, yeah. they knew when that happened, that that means he, like he got rid of the ring. Therefore he was alive. He got but out. then when it blew up, you're like, oh yeah, that part of it. Okay, that's not good. No. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but the the laughing was still really creepy. Like it made me like really uncomfortable. It is a bit, yeah. yeah. It mm-hmm. is a lot. <laughs> um, and oh, the other thing that really bothered me when Frodo Frodo closes his book, he's finished writing the Lord of the Rings, um, and then he, and then um, Sam's like, "So you're finished?" He's like, "There's room for a little bit more." Is there? Is there? No, we are done. <laughs> done it's over just leave it (laughs) well he he does say a little later when they're at the docks that like the final pages are for you sam yeah yeah so i don't know what that means i assume that sam will document that he went to the well and also sam becomes the mayor of the shire doesn't he yeah i also think like there has to be like some books in the series that take place in that area that is sam writing it i guess right because like essentially these books are just memoirs of bilbo and um frodo so the last part will be a memoir of sam's i guess yeah or just him documenting frodo leaving middle earth right yeah he could yeah, but that's why I think, like in like, quote unquote, our real world, not in the book world, yeah. there's got to be like a in in the books that take place in Middle Earth. One of them is like Sam's book of stuff, or whatever. Who knows? Yeah, I haven't read any of them, so I have no idea. 
And unless they make a movie about it, because I am the most horrible person ever, I will pay to watch these. So I can probably bitch about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least you observe the source material before you decide you hate it, I suppose. Yes. 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 Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just going to make some kind of snide comment. So you can continue. <laughs> it's fine. Oh, okay. I was going to yank us off the path again. So I don't know. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. One of the things that I think is really crazy is like, I get why they did it, but also it sort of makes me like a little bit nuts is the like very variable accent action (laughs) that happens in these films. Mm -hmm. Some of the orcs have English accents. Yeah. And like, even the main characters, like some, like, you know, whatever, like Pippin still sounds kind of Scottish but like Sean Bean is from Yorkshire and he does not sound like that. Like some of them are doing accents and some of them aren't. Sometimes Aragorn sounds like he's got the generic middle earth accent. And sometimes he gets so American. <laughs> like it's interesting. I think that's part of the reason that people, and to be clear, I am people sometimes have trouble with the names because every different person who says it says something completely different. Yeah. Yes, they do. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I don't know. It's just something that I have a, that I'm sort of thinking about this movie of like, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, yeah. has a weird accent. She doesn't sound like the other elves, but like, she doesn't sound like Liv Tyler either. So she was obviously doing it on purpose, but like, why? Yeah. <laughs> I don't well, know. And, and, and that's the thing. Thinking. Like, I think if certain groups of people sounded the same, you could be like, Oh, people from Rohan sound like this, and people from yeah. Gondor sound like this, and people from the Shire sound they like this. But yeah. it doesn't really come up because, because like even with like Bilbo, Bilbo sounds British, but the the kid he's grown up with, Frodo, sounds kind of American with an yeah. English lilt every once in a while. You're like, yeah, okay. all of the hobbits kind of sound different. Yeah, like. Mm-hmm. And they Five. never left the Shire, so they should all sound the same. Yeah, they should all have the same bass accent. <laughs> yeah. And well, like I guess I guess this is the same problem like um movies like um what's it called? Uh, How to Train Your Dragon is a very good point of this because okay. for some reason all of the parents sound Britishy slash Scottishy. Mm-hmm. There's no pinpointing what accent that's supposed to be. Sure. It's there's not. But then all the kids sound American and you're just like, this doesn't make any sense. And it's super frustrating. But I have a feeling it just goes back to the people making the movie. They got the actors in and they're like, can you do this kind of accent? And the people doing the kids were just like, that sounds horrible. And they just, they're just like, you know, just, just talk like you and just, we'll, we'll let it happen. You know? Yeah. But I think that's what happens with a lot of movies like this, where you're just like, well, what are you, what are you doing? What are you doing exactly? Even yeah, if, like, like Game not- of Thrones was that way. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, because they're not shooting for a specific accent because it's not historical, because like, it's not real, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like there's not, it's not like, okay, this is set in this county in England. So everybody needs this English accent. It's just like there's like a generic Middle Earth accent that they like, they mostly stick to. And like, Boromir and Faramir and Denethor all sound like they're from the same place and like the folks from Rohan mostly do although she sounds like a bit weird but I think that's Mm -hmm. just the way she talks like 
but yeah, the hobbits all sound radically different. And like, yeah. and yeah, Aragorn, yeah, there were a few moments where I was just like, oh, the American nasal nonsense, please. But don't. is it because Aragorn is a writer and he just goes all over the place? So maybe his maybe accent is kind of messed on- up? Yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder if he was doing it on purpose. I don't know. Because maybe. like, because he's, hey, he, you know, he's older. And- he grew up with elves too. That's true. Well, when, that's the thing is like I feel like when he's with Arwen, his accent goes into the more like generic Middle Earthy thing they have going on. But then other times, so like maybe that's why when he's with the elves, he sounds more like that. But it just, yeah, I don't know. There are a few mm. moments that I stood out. I wonder so. if he tried to do that on purpose and maybe it worked. Maybe I it mean didn't. it seems like a big thing to have just like slipped by. So there must have been some rationale behind it. It's just I found it a little bit jarring. I didn't no, know. I agree with you. You pointing pointed it out okay but the hobbits in particular all sound totally different so like Mm. i don't know i found that weird yeah whatever i don't know yeah yeah just kind of go with it um so i think this is a good time to be final thoughts on these things um alex you want to start what are your final thoughts on these movies yeah a plus plus would watch again yeah (laughs) I don't know. She, I love these lying. I know. I get why you, as I said, after watching The Hobbit, I get why somebody wouldn't, but I do. I still love them and they still hold up for me just as well as when I watch them in the theater. So mm-hmm. I love that about them. And I love that there's, there's just so much of them that I can be interested in something different every time I watch them. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Also, I feel like I should rewatch the special features because they're so good and there's I've so much. i that. Oh, well, yeah, I, um, no, I haven't. I don't think I have. There's some really good stuff in there. Like there's whole, you know, hour long videos about like the sound design and stuff, which sounds like the most boring thing. And I, you can stop making that face, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's fascinating. The sound they use for the Nazgul is a cheese grater on a string that they swung around like a lasso because somebody in the sound department was fucking around and was like, that's a cool noise. I wonder what we can use it for. The Nazgul is a dragon thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Also something that died way too easily. Sorry. Yeah, I agree with you. I was a bit disappointed in that. And I was like, come on, it shouldn't be that easy. I mean, they never usually get close to enemies. Are are the Nazgul the dragons that they ride or are they the wraiths themselves? We had a debate about this. I think we decided the Nazgul are the creatures and the ring wraiths are the... the Yeah, because at one point in time where the, the part where the Nazgul dies... The dude riding it was like, never get between a Nazgul and his meal. He says it. So that's yeah. why I wrote down okay. the yeah. thing is the Nazgul. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the Shrieky Dragon Beasts are the Nazgul. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Foley is fun. Yeah. Foley is fun. Anyway. But yeah. So, yes. uh, yeah. So perhaps I will take a, a little dive through the special features again because there's so much, like the craft that came out of these movies, like what it studios and everything. Like, the entire film industry of New Zealand was revolutionized. Yep. Like yep. pictures became a thing that people use. Like it's yeah, it's revolutionary in a variety of ways. And I'm all about it. I'm just going to say revolutionary doesn't always make it good. Um, so anyways, Jessica, what are your thoughts? <laughs> I like every time Tracy, you just like to shank in just a little <laughs> comment about it. Um, I, I'm obviously very in favor of these movies i love them and i agree with how like every time i watch it i learn something new or focus on something new um i keep saying to her i've only ever read the hobbit in the first book um so i've actually not read the full trilogy and i feel that i need to do that so 
I'm thinking in August when I have time, I'm going to do that. So I, I said that during like the beginning of COVID and I never did. And I really well, want to, there's a set sitting on our coffee table right now. I, she so. did. She brought out the set in case we had to reference a map. <laughs> in case I totally <laughs> blanked on every name. Like, okay. So yeah. I'm going to do that. You should. I can't believe you read the first book, but not the other two. You know That's what? I was mine. a teenager when they came out and I actually watched the first movie first and then I got obsessed with it. And that's why I read the first book. Cause I was like, I, I had to wait for the second movie. And I was, and then I just got busy with life and I, I didn't follow up, which sure. my brother was probably horrified. He's, he had the book, so I could have done it, but. Disc. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Um, Tim, what are your final thoughts on these? Uh, so I, I, I enjoy the movies and I enjoyed them back when they first came out. It was a nice birthday present for me every year for three years. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's not something that I would go back and watch again with any sort of frequency. <laughs> um, unless like, I don't know, maybe if you were like doing like a, a watch party or something like that. And you throw on the extended edition for like three and a half hours and like people are allowed to talk over it. Mm-hmm. I feel like that'd be a fun setting because then other people can like point out stuff that are that's happening in the movie and that sort of thing. Overall good. And uh, I'm also going to quote Clerks 2 here. <laughs> Those fucking Hobbit movies were boring as hell. All it was was a bunch of people walking. Three movies of people walking to a fucking volcano. Here's the first movie. <laughs> and the second movie are you ready for the third <laughs> um, uh, yeah. yes I think Randall's an asshole but he was completely right when he said it so uh, yeah it's fine <laughs> um, uh, speaking of that, uh, my thoughts, as I said, I agree with Randall. So uh, boring, unnecessary. Um, it could have been better if all of these movies were half as long as they were, because there's just so much unnecessary stuff in it. And I think that's the thing that frustrates me the most. Yeah. Um, also, just mentioned something about learning things every time. I learned that these are not just regular catapults in this, though, that end sequence. They're actually trebuchet. Yeah. Um, I accidentally learned that yesterday while watching that and then later on I watched an episode of elementary where he was tracking somebody down who was using a trebuchet and I was like what the (laughs) connection uh so I learned new things but yeah I I really hope I don't ever watch these movies again um and if I do a watch party like Tim said would be fine I can just talk over it nobody's all like shh I don't know if anybody has that time, but they, yeah. are, they are fun to holler at. Though. They are. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Cause I would, I would talk through the whole yeah, thing. Yeah. Like we talk over them. Like we're not seriously sitting there like watching. Mm, yeah. Them. Cause I've watched them enough to know what happens. Did but I? yeah, no, I had yeah, to watch these cause I was like, I don't remember shit all. <laughs> I, I need to do it. You do still have the movies on your shelf. Yeah. See, what you really (laughs) needed was the one, the extended editions that also have the theatrical cuts. So you could have cheated and watched the short version. You know, I really should have checked. There's actually a possibility they might include them. If they're the ones that look like books, then no. Yeah, no. Those just have the extended. Yeah. This is the color. This is why I have two sets because there's another one that has like one of each. 
So Burn. this is the color of it. And you can tell the part that was in the sun was the side because it's a completely different color now. <laughs> it's so horrible. Yeah. Oops. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's it. That's all okay. I got. So we didn't change your mind, but no. didn't think we were going to. No. But... I really, I after watching the first movie, I really thought my mind was going to be changed overall because it's like that really wasn't that bad. And yeah. then the other two movies came along and I was like, no, I was right. Uh, so the fellowship's not that bad. And the other two for you are nope. Yeah, so. they they really need to be. They, they are how all of the Hobbit movies are. And that's the thing that frustrates me about it. No. Oh. No. Interesting. I also should have calculated the hours I spent watching those Hobbit movies in this calculation of how much time I spent on this. Please never tell me. I don't want to know. They were too much time. They were awful. I have a question. Okay. I know this is technically not part of this, but in the last movie, it's it's called the Battle of the Five Armies. Uh I have... I only ever counted four armies. <laughs> what the fuck is the fifth army? I need <laughs> to know. <laughs> the, the ghosts. So, so there's there's Gondor, Rohan, the. Uh... Wait, are you talking about? No, we're talking about the Hobbits. Oh, Hobbit, in the Hobbit, Hobbit movie. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry, the, sorry. Sorry. The third Hobbit movie is called The Battle of the Five Armies. Yes. And watching that movie, there were only I could only count four armies and I was with friends and I also asked them what was the fifth army and nobody could come up with what the actual fifth army was I don't be honest I don't even remember this battle and that where the head dwarf died yeah Yeah, that's when that's when the the dude with the you know lead pace comes in and you know he's all like majestic and shit Thorin son of Thrain king under the mountain or something like that I'm pretty sure. sure by the time we got to the battle, I was like six drinks deep. So I, <laughs> I was just accepting what was happening to me at that juncture. Oh, I, was no. I was, I was, I was completely sober and watching okay. it in a movie theater. Okay. I yeah, got we got you. toasted. I got watched. you. There, people have asked. This wasn't that hard. So, according to this, men, elves, dwarves, the orcs of Dol Guldir, and the orcs of Mount Gundabad. Ah. Uh, so there were oh, two, so two orc armies. armies. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. Cause I was like, it was the men, the dwarves, the orcs, yeah. the elves. And I was no. just like, who, who's the fifth one? Like, what is happening? Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. Yeah. So multiple. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Orcs okay. aren't exactly the cuddliest. They're not. They, they're not really how are you going to tell the difference between the orcs? Like? They look the same. I asked them, you want ice cream cone? Both of them say yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That seems like a good place to finish, you know. Yeah. Don't <laughs> After, watch Yeah. Don't don't yeah. you don't need the Hobbit movies. Even if you decide to watch Lord of the Rings, don't get the extended ones. Just live your life. You don't need <laughs> this in it. It's fine. Yeah, the, the extended ones are they're a good curiosity. Uh yeah. That's it's 12 hours of your life. Like it's yeah. It's a lot. You have to have a certain level. You have to clear a certain bar of enthusiasm for the extended edition. Oh no, 100%. Sense. I think we watched the one movie on a weeknight and I was like this is my whole evening. Like it was yeah. yeah. You know mm-hmm. Tricky. Yes. yes. And I was like, "Oh man." Yeah. So. Oh man. Uh well, thank you so much guys for being here today uh and you know talking about these with me. 
Thanks for inviting us to yeah. this party you didn't want to attend. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. You had to watch them again. Yeah. You're the reason we're here. So. <laughs> well, that's it for this episode of Off My Shelf. Until next time, you can follow along on Instagram and Twitter at Oh My Shelf, or you can send an email to ohmyshelf at gmail.com. On the next episode, we'll be talking about Lord of War and Lost in Translation. Hope you'll be here to listen. Uh, yeah. yeah, watching these, I kept thinking to myself, I'm like, you did this to yourself. This you is did, your yeah. fault. Uh, yep. Yeah, 100%. Yep. Nobody no. else looking at your DVD shelf, man. No, you no. could have just, yeah, you could have just, <laughs> yeah, no. I was Lost like, no, them. if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Let's do yeah. it. Yeah.